What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Attack the Talk. Um, yeah, we're going to be focusing on another episode. <laughs> no, we're going to be finishing off an episode. We're going to be finishing off Season 3, Episode 3, Old Story. This will be Part 2 of our episode breakdown and discussion. Yeah, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Mm-hmm. We're getting down to that governmental nonsense that's happening here. And we're going to go ahead and see how the government can spin a story. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, it should be interesting. Does. They're very, very sharp. They're very sneaky. Um, yeah, so exciting stuff to go and talk about. Uh, yeah, of course, we're going to go and get into all the recap. We're going to get into the Q&A. We're going to get into the poll question and all that. So all that good stuff, guys. We hope that you're all doing well. And um, I want to ask uh, my friend here, my sister, who is joining me as always, uh, Lexi. <laughs> What's up? How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Uh, I've been doing like homework all weekend. Nice. Uh, exciting stuff. Well not all weekend. I I went I went clubbing last night. It was oh, a girls' night out last night. Okay. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, fairly average week. No, hold on. So we would like to know how was uh, girls' night out? It was a lot of fun. Really? That was my first time like going to. Well, because I don't go to the club very often, and yeah. when I do go, it's with definitely not a, a club big type person. Yeah, I don't go to the club that often, and when yeah. I do, it's with a big group of of my friends, and usually it's like all guys, some girls, and then I yeah. go with obviously with, for with life, and then obviously I go with hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, Eddie? Eddie. And then obviously I'll I'll go with my group of friends and then I'll go with um my boyfriend Luca too. Yeah. But last night was like the first time and like we were talking about this too, it was like the first time that I've gone like out like to like a party or a kickback or a club or something without him. And like we were talking about he was like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like you went because <laughs> again, like me and AJ are really similar in terms of like going out kind of takes away our energy definitely we're not really the most yeah. social people contrary to popular belief yeah it's that introvertedness that goes in like we exert mm-hmm. energy trying to socialize whereas with mm-hmm. you know extroverted they go ahead and they like gain they energy, gain energy by, like, from it. socializing yeah. it's like they you know and i'm like i can't do that they gain that energy which i'm obviously very jealous of but yeah I mean, i'm like how yeah like i'm gonna need like a month to recharge after that after last night definitely. but it was so much fun so much That's fun good. It's always nice when you're kind of like, oh, you almost have to force yourself to go out. Mm-hmm. But then when you do, it's like, oh, man, I had so much fun. You know, you really, you know, you don't have any of those regrets at all. And yeah. you're just like. It was actually my idea really? last night. Whoa, what? Yeah. Because uh, me and a bunch of like my my girlfriends have been wanting to go out and do something. Yeah. But obviously they were like, yeah, I just don't know. Like, like, what do you want to do? What do you want? And obviously like, like, it's not like, oh, let's just go to a bar. Because then like, I don't drink. So it's like not a whole lot of fun for me. Um, so... Uh, I had been wanting to go to the club again. The specific club I go to is a gay club, <laughs> okay. which is way more fun than any other club. Yeah. I promise you they have drag shows and everything. And they actually had, I don't know if you guys know, but she's a celebrity in like the reality TV world. Um, her name's Tiffany Pollard or her nickname is Miss New York. She happened to be the host of the drag show really? that I was at last night. And I remember like going, we were like, why is it $20? It's usually free when we get in before nine. And now you, now you understand. It's yeah. And then I was like, celebrity. why is there way more security this time? What's going on? And then it was Miss New York. Oh. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like if you, I promise if I showed you a picture of her, you would know her because she's really? so many memes. Me. Yeah. Me, I wouldn't know. I, I think I think that you would. You can literally just. I'm just gonna search up her name, and you're gonna see. 
Interesting. Or you would probably know her voice. But yeah, it was actually my idea. I was like, why don't we just go to, to the club? And they're like, yeah, sure. And like some of them haven't been there before. And it was a, they had a lot of fun. It was so much fun. It feels so freeing to dance with just a group of girls. And yeah. You didn't have a, a group of guys? <laughs> no, I didn't. you all? And no. I mean, we did have to fight off some. Hey, hey what's up, yeah. ladies? <laughs> I got lots of compliments from gay men. It's and, Grubs Magoo. And, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, usually I have my big group of guy friends to uh, shield me and protect me, so I never get hit on. Yeah. And obviously I'll be with my boyfriend, so I'll never get hit on. Yeah. But I had women, like... Being your bodyguard? <laughs> no, I had, like, women, like, approaching me. Oh, okay. Night. That's to be expected, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, and I Especially was like, oh, thank see you, no, thank no you. guys there. But then I was, like, wearing my my fake engagement ring. Oh, <laughs> and so that's the ploy. Was, yeah. Gotcha. Because a lot of people don't take no for an answer. Sadly, I have to, some of us, like me and uh, Julia, my friend Julia. Yeah. We Jul have to wear. Julia, definitely. We have to wear our fake engagement rings because some guys don't take no for Shout an answer. Shout out to Julia. Yeah. What's up? Your Hi, Julia. Buddy, uh, AJ here. Wishing yeah. you uh, all the best. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. And, um, and also, obviously, I have my boyfriend as my screensaver. So, like, I would just kind of, like, have my phone open and I'd be like, yeah, like, while talking to them. And I would just, like, accidentally show it. As if the fake engagement ring yeah. isn't... Is it enough? Well, yeah. I don't think they could really see it a lot of the time because I was wearing, um, like, a long sleeve, like, a long, long sleeve over. So, it yeah. kind of covered my hands a bit. So I was like, you know I what you could do? But it was a lot of fun. You can go ahead and get yourself a different kind of ring. You can get yourself a ring that any war so that if anybody approaches you you can just, just be like, like look i have this ring don't piss me off i will transform into I a female titan okay yeah, you don't know the power don't piss me off okay but it was a lot of fun i got a lot of compliments i ended up really lying to this guy uh because he kept asking me so and I, really he, lying to this guy yeah because he ended up he was like asking me and julia some personal questions like oh like you have a podcast what's your major yeah. and like oh like where are you guys at yeah. and everything and i like he asked Julia and I went in and I was like, oh, we actually play for this team. And it was a completely different team yeah. than from what we play for in a completely different area. He was like, this is party we're going to after. Like, you guys should come through. And I was like, oh, we got a midterm tomorrow morning. It's a, it's a Friday night. Yeah. I was like, we have a midterm tomorrow morning. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, we got midterms. He was like, oh, dang. Okay. And we just left. Yeah. You should have been like, yeah, but you know where you can find me? You can find me at Attack to Talk yeah, Podcast. Yeah, Attack to Talk Podcast. Yeah, you can find me no, there. I do not. No, thank you. He also he, was oh, he's like, not a friend? Not a friend? <laughs> uh, he was like, he was Just a creepy nice. dude, huh? Who just wouldn't take no for an I answer. I mean, he was nice. He was, he was really nice. He just kept talking. And then it just like, like when you're there, it doesn't seem like it was like anything bad. But then yeah. like on paper, when he just kept asking us personal questions yeah, and then when you he start had getting this personal. drink that was like yeah my friend doesn't want it and literally he led off with this by saying I promise it's not spiked oh okay that's and like when people say hey look look I'm a nice guy well no yeah. you can trust me I'm, I'm a, tr a, I'm a trustworthy person yeah mm. or like if you have to go ahead and give that disclaimer if you yeah. have to say I'm that a nice uh, guy. you know what I don't think that's I don't think I could trust you the you only know? reason why I was like, the only reason why I was even like still conversating, conversating with the dude is because his Your friend questions. was oh. super nice. Okay. Uh, it was one of the gay guys I was giving me a lot of compliments and I actually was going to compliment him first, but he found me first and complimented oh, me first. I was like, oh my God, okay. no, I was going to compliment you on your outfit first. Do you think the ploy too is like for these single guys or these guys who are like obviously going out there and trying to go ahead and, and, and you know, mm -hmm. talk to girls and all that is the ploy is to have a, a gay friend in their group so that they can go ahead and, and be the conversation starter. Especially if you're going to right? a gay club because it makes it way more approachable. And then, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, you have, you know, my gay friend's 
I see they're talking to a group of girls. Now I'm going to go ahead and kind yeah. of segue into it. You're you like, know? hey. And then, and then yeah. I'm going to lead off with this drink that says, hey, trust me. Yeah. It's, it's no, I, I didn't tamper with it. it by I saying, didn't do anything I promise to it. it's not spiked. She's like, you don't have to believe me. This was supposed to be my friends, but it's she just didn't want it. It's just my friends don't so. want to drink it. None of my friends want to drink yeah, this like, drink. It's supposed to be hers, but she doesn't want it. So, like, the, and then obviously, like, like I was like, Julia was like, what, what, what's in it? What's in it? There you go. And, like, she got offered, like, multiple drinks. That's and the thing, isn't that what's so freaking kept sad? No. That's so sad. Yeah. You know that like that and people have to go ahead and literally be so aware and so conscious of just uh all those scary things. Mm -hmm. You know? That you just like And it's so freaking sad because it's like, man, you just want to go out and have a good time, you know, and mm -hmm. stuff. And then, you know, sometimes yeah, like, you know, if if Anybody's single, it's a good way to go ahead and just kind of go out there, you know, meet people, you know, get meet people out and there. stuff. But now it's like, there's so much sketchiness going around, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's so. Because they were even like, oh, like, because obviously offering drinks, and obviously yeah. she was like, no, 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 like, I'm okay, like, no, thank you. Yeah. And um, they were even like, oh, like, just, just, just smell it. I promise, just smell it. And, and then you're like, just no, getting even more creepy no. trying to go ahead and defend yourself. That's you know? why, like, obviously, like, being be with like, a group okay, of yeah, girlfriends, no you all, like, feel the need to protect each other, obviously, because yeah, yeah, we yeah. all have each other's back and everything. So there'd be times where we would, like, grab each other, or we would have to, like, pull each other in or whatever, yeah. and just make sure that we're all good with each other. Or we would have to, like, watch each other's back, be like, oh, watch behind you, whatever. Um, it's not super common, but it happened, like, I mean, not super common. It's more common than it should be, but yeah, it only happened a couple times last night. Yeah. And usually I'm the one that's guarding my friends. So because no one really approaches well, me because like you mentioned everything before is that, you know, you're there with a group of guys. You're also mm -hmm. there with your boyfriend. So it's like, you know, you're not going to yeah, get. Yeah, usually stuff, I'm there you know. with a group of guys, you're the even, one even being though it's usually, a, usually it's a huge group of gay guys. And then like my straight boyfriend, <laughs> who everyone would think is who, who people hope is gay yeah. when they're there. Obviously, people come in like, are you are you straight? Yeah. Dang, man. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, sorry, I guess. <laughs> they go full straight once they find out you're straight. Yeah. <laughs> you just literally, excuse me, are you, are you gay? Mm -hmm. uh, no, I'm straight. Damn it, dude. Yeah, Damn dude. it. Yeah, and then <laughs> the they go, The way you yeah. responded, I mean, the way you- Dang you, it, dude. You had the reaction yeah. was like, oh, you turned <laughs> of straight. Of like over-masculine reaction. Yeah. Um, um, interesting. But, yeah, we still like all protect each other, and I was usually it's usually me and um, my friend Mary. It's yeah. usually me and Mary. Shout out to that Mary. are protecting. Also, shout out to Mary that are usually Mary, right? being yeah yeah that are usually being protectors you, Mary. Miss because you. we're both like the Hope tallest well, ones Mary. in the group that people don't really approach us because she is more masculine presenting. So guys don't really come up and approach her because they already assume that she's gay. Yeah, and then guys don't really approach me because uh, I usually go out in my like four inch platforms which i did last night so four inches down I was a lot taller than a lot of people there last yeah. night interesting all right well glad to to find out that you had yourself an eventful but night it was a lot of fun you know it was a lot of we, we got homework. taco bell after nice it was good yeah a lot of fun very very cool we can go ahead and get into the go-to <laughs> taco bell order but that's like we would go on a crazy <laughs> tangent here and stuff i know so the fact we that we get just started and we're and already everything. going on tangents um, we haven't even talked about attack on Titan at all lately yeah um but Nonetheless, glad to hear that, Lexa. You uh, you were able to get away from the homework and kind of just go out, be social, and have a good time with your with yeah, your girlfriend. Yeah, that's why I was doing so much homework yeah. is because I was trying to set aside a time to yeah sleep in and okay. like have fun and everything. And okay, I'm in focus again, and have fun and all that. Yeah. So I was like hyper doing my essay before, and then like literally like I finished it, had to go work the the guys the men's volleyball game because I'm their manager. And then as soon as that was done, got dressed, we left. <laughs> 
come came back, spent I was able to sleep in. I was like, all right, cool. I only have I only have to just clean up my essay now. I have everything typed out. <laughs> it was so it's so nice now that the essay is done. <laughs> You're making me stressed just listening to all yeah. this. I only have one more thing um, to do tonight, and it's I'm already like basically done with it. So all right, well, very cool. All right, I see that Laker for Life. I see that Eddie is joining us here. Uh, I hope that both of you are doing well. Please let us know. We'd like to know how you guys are doing. Sweet Laker, Laker for Life actually did answer his saying. You just yeah. enjoyed the podcast. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and Eddie, please let us know uh, how you're doing, my friend. Hope you're doing well. Hope the weekend's treating you well. Hope you had a good week. And uh, anybody else who's joining us uh, who is not here in chat, I hope that, you are all, that you're all doing well. And thank you so much for joining us here in our uh, special edition Oscars episode. No, you know, we're not going to go ahead and give away awards. Giving out all these um, awards. We're going to go ahead and continue talking about all the different despair and terrible things that is happening currently in AOT. Yeah, actually, we're going to do the opposite. Um, we're not going to yeah. be celebrating anything. We're yeah. going to be... There's not much to celebrate in yeah. uh, this this moment here of the episode. Yeah. And, um, Unfortunately. And yeah, but um, thank you all so much again for joining us on this Oscar night. And, uh, and yeah. So let's go ahead and... Uh, I'll let you decide, Lex. Which, 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 mm-hmm. what? <laughs> I'll let you decide. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say anything, but you you, you acknowledged it first. So. Yeah, I have to acknowledge it because like which? I just created a word, you know. So, Lex, uh, which one you want to start with? <laughs> I will. Do you want to start with the Q and A, or do you want to start with the poll? I'll start with the poll. Interesting. I was hoping you would go with the other one. I'm kidding. Yeah. Go for it, Lex. You Take it away. Me the choice. You said watch, so I had to choose the opposite. Yeah. Um, so, starting with the poll that we ask you guys every week on Attack the Talk podcast on Instagram. Last week, we asked you guys, who's the worst parental figure mm, in Attack on okay. Titan? Obviously. We've come across some very, very terrible ones, right? <laughs> not not really the most. Yeah. Not really the best. Yeah. They, wouldn't, the too, they wouldn't win the Oscar in, in best, no, <laughs> best no, no, parental no, no. figure. This is a completely different award that you don't want to win. But yeah. also, too, I mean, it's like... We used the term parental because I think one of them, actually two of these nominees, Mm -hmm. aren't actually biological parents. So these are parental figures here. And uh, so let's go ahead and uh, in usual order, right? Mm -hmm. From From top to bottom. When in no no specific order, just the options are Carla. Imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Just Carla. start reading it. Yeah, it's Carla, Grisha. Grisha is honorable mention, I, I think, in terms yeah. of Zeke and how he raised Zeke. Yeah, in terms of, yeah. yeah okay, so the actual Grisha's options not. are Kenny Ackerman. Yeah. Rod Rice. Rice? Rice. Rice. Rod Rice. I always go back yeah. and forth. Rod Rice. Rice. Historia's mother. Yeah. Or... Who um, we, we realized we found out last episode uh, Alma. Alma, yeah. Alma, yeah. I actually and have some information, too, about more about her, a little backstory, which I kind of did a little bit of... Uh, of research, not a research. whole lot, but, but yeah. extra credit. Continue on. And uh, Annie's father. Interesting. Whose name okay. I don't think we ever find out. Um, I'd have to go and look. I think I mean he obviously has a name, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think people are just obviously gonna know. I mean, him I don't as think we Annie's know it. Father. Yeah, I don't think we know his name in the anime. Interesting. It might mention it in the manga, but I've never heard his very, name. Very, very interesting. But also, I didn't know that Historia's mom was named Alma. So, but. Uh, yeah, so those are your four options, and reading it in normal, uh, least voted to most voted fashion, um, we actually have a very, very, very close, close, uh, it's, it's really close for, for the number one, not number one, but most voted. Okay. This is the one you don't want to win. Yeah. 
So from least voted to most voted, we start off with Annie's father as least voted. Really? Mm-hmm. So I looked and he doesn't have an actual name. It's just he's referred to as, as- Leonhart. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, we have Annie's father at the bottom, which... How, what, what's the percentage? I'm sorry. Eight. Eight percent? Eight Interesting. Percent. Okay. Which I feel like is... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll break it. We'll break, we'll yeah, break we it up Yeah, we'll go ahead later. and talk about each one once yeah. we... Once I, once I list off the rest. Yeah. And then it goes with 17% Kenny Ackerman. Ooh, okay. Then it goes with 37% Rod Rice. Interesting. 38% Historia's mother. Wow. So 1% difference. That's sneeze. How bad it is. Uh, pineapple. So allergic to these bad parents. Yeah. These, these horrible parental. <laughs> Damn, Historia's got a bad. Yeah. Wow. She has both. 37% Rod Rice, 38% Alma, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Okay. So we got to talk about it, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So again, we'll go ahead and we'll start with uh, Mr. Leonhardt, mm-hmm. right? And his father. And uh, why do we think he was the least voted? I feel like he was the least voted from the perspective of comparing him to all the other ones and yeah. thinking that, like, yeah, he was he trained Annie to basically be a weapon. Yeah. But it wasn't with malice, it, it, and it wasn't yeah, with it like wasn't the with idea necessarily of, the intent of it wasn't like torture her, wasn't her because yeah. he hates her. There was a goal, it, and it was a goal to go ahead and kind of make her become um, this. And, and and Marley, I mean, becoming a Titan warrior is is being kind of like, I don't want to say glorified, but, you know, you are, just like what Aaron is to Island of Parody, you mm-hmm. you are this hope. You are yeah. seen as this figure of hope, yeah. right? You're like so. this weapon that is used to take back humanity, I guess. Yeah. Or this weapon that is, you're like the key. Yeah. The key to solve it to all these missions. But I feel like he's the lowest because, yes, he definitely wasn't a great father. No, oh, he wasn't. He, what he was doing was for Annie's own good, I guess. Well, it was for the goal of which, you know, to become a Titan warrior. Yeah. For the goal of becoming a Titan warrior. And it wasn't for the goal of making her just maliciously suffer for no reason. Yeah. There was actual intent behind it. Versus with, uh, next we have... Kenny, Kenny, right? Kenny, what was the percentage with Kenny? Uh, 17. 17%, okay. So with Kenny, I mean, we know that Kenny, I mean, this is where we're going to get into some spoiler territory here because we have to talk about it. This is a part of this question here, right? Mm -hmm. We understand that, uh, as I mentioned, a little disclaimer that we're talking about parental figures, not biological parents. And uh, we find out that Annie obviously isn't the biological daughter of of Mr. Leonhardt. You know, we, we got into her story and we, we, we find out that she was just abandoned. She was just left over on this doorstep. And uh, so Mr. Lee and Hart became her father. And uh, we understand how he raised her when we, as we just talked about it. I mean, he raised her to become this Titan warrior with uh, absolute ruthless, just training, just constant, um, you know, just relentless training that we know how how that yeah played out and what that really did for Annie and how it transformed yeah, her as a person. Obviously, it was extreme training because she is an absolute monster. Yeah. <laughs> she is a beast. And so now talking about Kenny, I mean, Kenny is also a person who isn't the biological father of a certain character and, uh, you know, uh, that character being Levi. Um, you know, we're going to go ahead and get more into that story as we're in this, you know, close to this arc, mm-hmm. right? We've already got some hints as far as Kenny and, and yeah. Levi's, and Levi's relationship. Um, and... I can say maybe it's kind of similar to 
and his father, that mm-hmm. kind of relationship. Because you have somebody who we realize that, um, hey, What's up? I mean, Kenny kind of had to do what he had to do to, to get him and, you know, Levi to survive, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the idea wasn't, the intent, as we just described with, with Annie's father, isn't to torture the kid. It's to have this kid be able to go ahead and, and, and to survive, to adapt, to learn, to, you know, persevere mm-hmm. and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyron, we'll, we will get to you, my friend. We will definitely get to you right now. Um, but we will say hi, but we also have an important announcement to make, as you are fully aware, and we'll get to that very shortly. But right now we're currently talking about the poll. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like a weird kind of common ground here with both those characters, right? Which is maybe why they both were voted uh, uh, lower, the lowest. Uh, yeah. So compared to the other two, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think really what it comes down to with these two characters, with Kenny and with Annie's father, is that um, the intent, right? Mm-hmm. They obviously were trained. They trained them to become fierce warriors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really was just to to survive, right? But for me, what is kind of a d- deciding factor is that we see how it impacted the characters, right? Yeah. Like Levi is a badass. Annie is a badass, yes. right? And they're able to go ahead and survive. I mean, again, spoiler alert, but. They're still very much alive. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Levi has gone through hell and back. Yeah. You know? Annie, she's gone through her her fair share of, of, you know, close encounters with death. Mm -hmm. You know, Levi, literally, he's walking that fine line, man. You know? I mean, Mm -hmm. we've talked about it. Unfortunately, Levi, he's lost everybody. Yeah. Anybody that he cares about, anybody that's close to him, he's lost them. And uh, there's very few people that he still has left that he trusts, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But we see these crucial... Uh, conditions and, and and these these terrible training that that they both endured and and survived right it, it allowed them to both become survivors yeah so I will say maybe it's uh yeah it was terrible for the for Kenny and, and for Mr. Leonhardt to do that but it was for in a sense kind of the greater good the big picture of things you know because mm-hmm. where are they both now they're both trying to save humanity right well yeah. the last time we saw Annie she's still kind of deciding but mm-hmm. um you know, hey, they have to go ahead and 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 take out our big antagonist. Yeah. Right? Um, so I think it was good that they had these very very tough, difficult, um, you know, parental mm-hmm. figures, which is sad to say, but yeah, you know, for the greater good of things, right? Tough love makes you tough. Yeah. So I went on a crazy tangent. There's anything you want to go ahead and talk about as far as Kenny Lex? No, I think you hit everything that I was yeah. <laughs> that I would have said. Yeah. That's that was a good it's analysis. Very similar with 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 both Mr. Leonhardt and with mm-hmm. Penny, so that's... Because they had those same, like, intentions for the person to be skillful. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's go ahead and let's talk about uh, the very close second place, which, which is Mr. Rod Rice, right, mm-hmm. with 37%. Yeah. Um, well, with Mr. Rod Rice, um, I'm going to go ahead and get off of Wi-Fi real quick because we're getting some signal that is not looking the best over on our side. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it looks okay for you guys. Hopefully the picture looks good for you guys. Um, but so Mr. Rod Rice, we are currently talking about him in the, in the story where we're at currently in the AOT, uh, you know, episodes. And and I like what you mentioned, Lexi, last week is that we're kind of getting this weird kind of like 
and first initial first impression is kind of like a certain point of view of a person right of a character mm-hmm. who maybe seems like he missed his daughter so much he cares about her so much right yeah. and it's all we find out very very fake we find out he's a very selfish person we find out that he he, he manipulates yeah right he's a master manipulator and he obviously treats his children much like the other two people we, d- we discuss as warriors mm. right now it's to a crazy more psychotic grander scale mm-hmm. right and it um, has a lot more selfish intent yeah and it's well. again it's about power it's about yeah. control right and uh use we're getting into tools that he can use not yeah. as a, not as whereas for like uh kenny and mr lionheart they he was using them as tools to or he was training them to be tools to help themselves yeah not yeah. using them as a tool to help him yeah none of that um I mean, it's just crazy, crazy situation to go ahead and find yourself in if you're one of his children. But we're mm-hmm. going to go ahead and obviously talk about that as we get closer to that in the story. Um, we're actually going to go ahead and get some some, like, some more kind of information mm-hmm. about all that as we find as we find out that the Rice family is the royal inheritance, you know? Yes. Which is going to be very big, especially where we're at. Like, as I said, this is we're talking about the government here and uh, we're going to we, we already saw some slimy stuff. We're going to go ahead and find out some more slimy stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, very, very important. But Rod Rice is a very manipulative, evil person. Mm-hmm. And um, I think obviously him being so close to being, you know, the, being the second most votes in terms of the worst parental figure. Right. Yeah. Um, people also see that. Right, it's like you were saying. I mean, Mr. Rod Rice is over in the club. And be like, hey, hey, drink this. I no, promise, yeah. I, I didn't would, spike he it. He would definitely. I be promise, that, I didn't that kind spike of manipulator. it. <laughs> I promise, this isn't roofie. I swear to you, this I doesn't promise. have spinal fluid in it. Yeah, I swear to you. I promise. <laughs> um, yeah, but then now we that brings us to um, the, the most voted horrible parental parental figure, figure who is, actually is blood. Yeah, is biologically her mother. Yeah. She's yes. Alma. Miss Alma, yeah. Historia's uh, mother. And she is absolutely terrible. I mean, at no point ever in the story is she an actual mother because she doesn't act like it. She doesn't mm-hmm. treat Historia like her daughter. She very much just ignores her. We find out from Historia telling us, telling, you know, us viewers, telling, you know, as she narrates her story to the Levi squad, the first and last words that that she heard from her, from her mother. Mm-hmm. And they're awful. Yeah. You know? Like, the first time she's ever acknowledged is when, like, she makes Historia bleed from pushing her off of her. (laughs) Yeah. And then last words were, like, if only... Yeah, the basically first and last words had to do with her basically wanting Historia to not exist. Yeah. And uh, it's really, really sad. And, uh, you know, it's... There's not much else to say about Alma because, unfortunately, we got such a small, really... Sample yeah, rep- size of representation her. of her, but the representation okay. we got with it didn't have any yeah. redeeming qualities in it. It wasn't good at all. She was never at any point uh, apparent to Historia. Maybe that's why she is the, you know, the Oscar goes to you know mm-hmm. for worst parental yeah, for worst figure. parental. Alma, step on Obama. Wait, we're almost not here. Uh, oh, Where is she, she? Oh, she got. Oh, yeah, got oh, it. Oh, oh, shoot. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. She's so. My fault. I've just been informed that mm-hmm. Alma is no longer with us. Yeah. As actually, last week, um, <laughs> we reviewed. We, we she, talked uh, about she she died. Um, does anybody want to accept this award yeah, on behalf no, of Alma? Yeah, no one wants to accept Nobody. that award. Historia. Yeah. Historia is right now just 
Yeah. It's, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Do you have so any words on. to say for it? No? Okay. Moving on. No, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I, again, maybe that's why she was a top voted as the worst parental figures, because at no point ever was she a parent. Mm-mm. No point. Yeah. Right? Not at all. Um, and with, at least with, with Rod, I mean, yeah, maybe it's all manipulation and he's faking it, but he's faking to be a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, we even saw a little bit last week when we get into that story, that origin of his, of Historia, that it seemed like Rod Rice, after you know, extending, I believe it was five years, right, where uh, he comes back for Historia, and we see that Alma is also there, right? This is before obviously Alma's death, mm-hmm. um, and Kenny and 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 you know the other men in those large trench coats and, yeah. and those bowler hats, but um, you know, it seemed like Rod wanted to go ahead and kind of escape and be away. You know with his family right i'm sure had he done that you know there would have been crazy manipulation and he would have obviously used historia like he used all of his other children but um but it seemed like for a moment you know he was trying to look out for his daughter you know and he'd end up looking out for her because before kenny was going to go ahead and kill her rod gives her this whole new persona this whole new life so yeah, he's a terrible person. We all know that. We yeah. all know he's going to become this absolute disgusting monster. Um, but he was looking out for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you can obviously argue. That's argue, that 1% better. <laughs> yeah, you can argue your case for, for either one because, I mean, they're all, as I mentioned, they're all very terrible uh, parental figures. But I think that, you know, our 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 friends chose the correct two mm-hmm. to go ahead and be very, very close. And Good job, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good job. Yeah, you guys did awesome. So 37, 37% Rod Rice, 38% Alma. And uh, the one little information I found about Alma is that we talked about how she's a, ver- a victim of, of the uh, of kind of circumstance, right? Yeah. Um, talked about how Rod Rice obviously messed around with her and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and you also, you know, we didn't know a whole lot about her story and you mm-hmm. speculated that maybe she was, uh, you know, like a sex worker or maybe yeah. she was like some sort of like prostitute, right? Yeah. But actually, she act- she was a servant. She worked on the farm. She worked as one of the, I don't know if caretaker is the right word, but I mean, she essentially was one of his servants. Interesting. So, uh, so she would just wear fancy clothes and go to the city just to do it? <laughs> Uh, I think that once finding Just out, maybe maybe escape. because we don't we don't see anything before uh, Historia her mm. already being a, a, a little girl, right? Yeah, we don't see anything we don't see what happened. We don't see how that whole no, situation came how to they be, met, right? How yeah, whatever. Obviously, there wasn't an actual relationship there. No, no, they no. They just happened to have a, have had a child. Yeah, and uh, you know, and so again, to the extent of what Alma was over at this the the rice estate um we just know that she was essentially just a worker she was a servant and then maybe okay. uh she got a little promotion once she ended up becoming you know a, yeah. a biological parent yeah. to you know this maybe it was this like child a, that's going to be very important down the if, line if you'd stay quiet about this i'll give you your own cabin yeah yeah exactly yeah, all right so that's a little kind of uh fun little information that i found kind of just digging into a little bit of her history and okay. stuff uh, it's kind of curious but but yeah so um yeah, interesting results that we got, but I think that the top two are probably the accurate choices. Mm-hmm. You know, I guys, agree. yeah. So good voting, so, guys. So good job, guys. Um, before we get into the question, uh, now let's get to Kyron. Kyron, you are not in trouble, my friend. We <laughs> want to go and make an announcement here on the podcast. We want to welcome, obviously, a friend of the show, Kyron, one of our you know members of the Attack the Talk Levi Squad, of course, and we also want to welcome Kyron to officially the creative team. 
So, uh, Kyron, we want to go and announce here. We made official uh, earlier in the week um, that Kyron is now the um, the creative manager of yes. our TikTok account. Yes. So, yes. Uh, let's give it up to Kyron. Hey. Yeah. Um, I've thanked you so many times already, Kyron, uh, this week for stepping up. Man, thank you so much again. Uh, we know that, as we found out, that TikTok account hasn't been touched <laughs> since like Gosh, 2021. Yeah. Uh, here we are in 2023, and uh, Kyron really stepped up to the plate. He essentially said, gimme. And, yeah, uh, said, and I got ideas. We're excited to see what Kyron uh, is going to do for the TikTok. Um, make sure you guys go ahead and follow that. Where can mm -hmm. we follow that, Alex? Go ahead and follow the TikTok at. Attack the Talk podcast. Attack the Talk podcast on TikTok. on TikTok. Or you could check out our link tree. Our link tree has all of our socials on there. Very, very true. Go ahead yeah. and check out the link tree. And, you know, and we might have a social on something that you had no idea that we had. Yeah. So, so that link tree is there for you guys. Go and find the different platforms that we're on. Thank you so much for that, Lex, for reminding us all. Mm -hmm. And Kyron, thank you so much again, my friend. Uh, we're very excited to go ahead and see the content you put out there. I mean, Kyron has some, some really, really cool ideas. And, uh, you know, again... The fact that you stepped up and you want to go ahead and see this podcast continue to grow and continue to just, uh, you know. Um, we so appreciate it. So commend. Yeah, you know, it's just, it, it's awesome thank to you, see, Kyron. man. Thank you, Kyron. So, Kyron, thank you so much. Kyron, you are our Eldjin, our Gunther in, uh, mm -hmm. in the Levi squad. You're not Odo. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I only say that because both of, the, both of them were the leaders of their, <laughs> their like, yeah, the Levi squad, right? Little, yeah. But, um, Good but, yeah. cop, bad cop. <laughs> so Not even. They were both... No, they both were just kind of like a, the, like the, the leaders, yeah. right, of this Levi squad, you know, because yeah, Odo did his own thing. Other than and, Levi, yeah, Petra, who <laughs> obviously Petra was, you know, she was also a, a great ally to have. Mm -hmm. But it seemed like Eld and Gunther were the the top tier of that yeah. of that group. Um, but but yeah, so um, make sure you guys go ahead and follow that TikTok for sure. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and let's get into that Q and A. Oh, yeah. Okay. Same. Same thing every week. Ask you guys a new question on the Attack the Talk podcast Instagram. Last well, week. What do we got this time? We asked you guys. Uh, Historia's parents were truly wicked. Why do you think she grew up to be such a kind and caring person? Mm, that's something we actually kind of touched on last week, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's very, very interesting. Because I think I mentioned last week that she has no right to go ahead and be the caring person that she is, considering everything that she endured, that mm -hmm. she had to deal with. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously in that poll we just talked about, she has two nominees yeah. in there, you know, Maybe both not the parents. the best examples. Both biological parents. <laughs> Especially because right? she had no idea of that, like, the outside world, no idea of yeah. her parents. Like, she just, her nature was just already nice, even though she had those horrible parents. Yeah. Uh, so we actually have a a good amount of responses. Thank you guys. For, Ooh, let's thank do it. you for all of who all of you who responded. If I can yeah. speak English. Um, yeah, whatcha. Yeah, whatcha. whatcha yeah. <laughs> um, so first off, we have Bobby Seven. Yeah. OG, uh, let's go, Bobby. What, do, up, what Bobby? does Bobby have to say? Bobby says that she grew up to be such a kind and caring person at her big sister's request. Ooh, okay. Some foreshadowing well, here. I like With it. Two fire emojis. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I really, really like it. All right. Her cool, big cool, sister's cool. request. All right. That could very much be what it is. Yeah. And then we I have... we'll find out, huh? We'll find out once we go to we get more into that story for sure. Of course. And the next response is from a uh, new name, Soul Castle Productions. All right. Hello, Soul, What's up, Soul Castle. Castle. 
Uh, they say, I think it was from her will to live a good life, meeting Ymir and the rest of her friends. Mm, okay, so actually kind of seeing that there is a... Uh there's some good out there. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, actually experiencing it yeah. and not just, I feel like at first it would have been more of like a character and then actually experiencing actual friendship and nice camaraderie. Yeah. She maybe was like, oh, this is nice. This does exist. So, uh, thank you so much for that response, Soul Castle. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Sunset Ridge Skateboarding, who we know as Eddie. All right. Let's, <laughs> um, let's see what Eddie has to say. He says, because she wanted to be the change that she wishes to see in the world. Ooh, that's, that's deep, very, Eddie. very deep. I, that's I, really I like good. it a lot, too, because, I mean, we, uh, I mean, again, she has gone through so much, right? Mm -hmm. And so for her to want to go ahead and be that, that light, yeah. you know, that, that, that glimmer of hope. You know, that angel yeah. that a lot of people re refer to as, you know, it's like, I think it's beautiful, you know? Really similarly, Kyron. I think she's beautiful. Kyron actually says. Someday my wife. <laughs> someday my <laughs> wife. <laughs> really similarly, Kyron says, because the okay. world knows it needed one in the midst of chaos. Yeah, definitely. So uh, him and Eddie are right there and there with. I love with it. Beautiful wording, by yeah, the way. You guys I love are it so much. poets. And yeah, pretty much in agreement that it's like, oh, because she felt like this chaotic world needed it. Yeah. And it very much did. Can you imagine yes. if we didn't have a character like Historio over in that uh, cadet class? Yeah. Just, you know? Just angst. Just just an angsty class like, without her. Can you imagine if her? she is the type of what person that she is now? What would Ymir be like without her? Oh, I don't know. Ymir would. But can you imagine if Krista, right? Mm -hmm. If she is the type of person that she is now, mm -hmm. right? So just, you know, lost and no motivation and just, mm -hmm. you know like doesn't see any reason to live no yeah hope, there's no point you know? in and like didn't even, didn't even have the effort to like fake being nice if she was that version of herself you know during her time with the during training and all that like would her relationship with Ymir be the same don't know Maybe they would have. Maybe, maybe they actually would have been closer because they both would go and have that, you know. I think that Ymir would have been type mentality. Been like threatened by it. Would have been like really There's threatened only, by little Krista. Not threatened, but it was like a more of just like a wouldn't Ymir like. Ymir would been like, like. There's hey, only you know one what? bitch. I'm gonna that could make be you. Here. Yeah, I'm gonna make you my bitch for yeah. sure. And then the story. Our Krista would look up and be like, "You're lucky. You're cute. <laughs> bitch, get out of my face. Yeah. Like I don't care about. I don't need any of this. <laughs> Your words are nothing compared to my mother's. Ymir would be like. I think I love you. <laughs> I know. I think I'm in love with you. And then Ymir would have actually stayed with, with Krista. She yeah. wouldn't have gone back like, with, oh, you know what? You know we what? Do relate. The whole story because would have Because then Krista would have sure. had that drive to be like, I actually want you to stay. Yeah. Um. So thank you for that. We also have um, reoccurring uh, Q&A responder whose names I still don't know if I'm pronoun pronouncing correctly. Uh, Rena Nell 9614. Yeah. Uh, they say because she didn't want to be like how her mom was, even neglecting her. Ooh, so yeah, uh, there we kind go. of piggybacking off of Kyron and yeah. Eddie, saying that Historia's motivation was because she didn't want to become like what she. What yeah, well, that I mean, had. that's a real thing too. You see, and and like when people have, you know, tough childhoods mm -hmm. when they when they grow up, you know, you want to break. They don't want to go ahead and be the parent that, you know. Like, I don't, I don't want to make it. my, I don't want to make the people around me feel the way that 
this person yeah that they felt for sure yeah and you know it's that's an example that you know that's out there in the world today Mm -hmm. you know and uh and i guess that's kind of like unfortunately as we we mentioned with 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 mr leonhard and with kenny is that like with tough childhood i guess or with you know dealing with very very tough parents i mean it's Mm -hmm. like at least they kind of grow up to go ahead and be you know either this survivor or whatever right yeah but they also you know i guess maybe annie and and leva aren't the best examples to use for this because they're not very you know caring they're not either continue the cycle or you break it yeah but i mean it's like at least there is that kind of like maybe they end up again become very caring person because their parents weren't Mm -hmm. you know or it's like oh dang i now i know what i don't want to be yeah um, well, I guess so we'll see what type of mother Historia is going to be. Yeah. Oh, true. We still yeah, if, we still yeah, are. I mean, wondering we, have, we haven't seen that. Historia in a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. She's yeah. still alive. Um, yeah. So next and last response we have is from Espy. She says because SB. her yeah from all SB. right Espy. She says because her Hope parents well, didn't actually raise her or spend time with her. Frida did. Oh. Which, okay. So this is kind of like the first response we got, right? From, from Bobby. Um, yeah, it's kind of oh. like, yeah, because it was, because Bobby says at her big sister's request, yeah. obviously he's referring to Frida. Yeah. And then SB says, like, Frida's the one that raised her, not her parents. Damn. So she. Deep takes, she I like it. Chose, like, basically they're insinuating that she chose to reflect Frida's personality more than obviously her parents. It could also be from the books that she's read, you know, all these all these happy endings, and she wants to be like those nice, cheerful people in the books, maybe. Oh, when you said happy endings, I was thinking of like... No. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I know I said that her mother was like no. a servant there, but hey, I... I mean that in like a, like a joyous, cheerful, she used those very happy, once upon a time books. All right. High fives all around. Yes. I love it though. So, but yeah, those are all of our responses. Yeah, Thank you guys so, so much. Good. So good. Again, we and have like some really, really deep takes with, you know, with Bobby even talking about, you know, with, with Bobby and SB talking about, you know, Frida. And then mm-hmm. we have this absolute beautiful way with words, you know, with Eddie and with, with Kyron. And then, you know, we have some other just, you know, uh, responses just kind of, again, just talking about how, you know, pretty much not wanting to become the parent, right? That, that, that you mm-hmm. unfortunately that you example the right example that you had yeah so i love it awesome thank you so much guys for everybody that uh that responded to this this question that is uh that can be really really kind of not i don't want to say you know like the most cheerful one or whatever and mm-hmm. stuff or like but hey thank you so much for responding yeah, you for know yeah, <laughs> really appreciate it. Look out for more responses on Attack the Talk podcast Instagram. We post our Q and A's and our polls on our stories. Go ahead and check them out if you guys want to go ahead and let your voice be heard, and we would love to hear it. Yeah, you guys know we're going to talk about them in the pod for sure. All right, so we're we ready to get into some more scummy stuff that the government's up to. Yeah, let's finish <laughs> up this episode. Let's do it. All right. First episode right, in a while that will only have two parts. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very cool. You get a nice little breather, right? Yeah. Considering last week was a very, very Lexi-focused episode. Yeah, I was like all the voices except for like three people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Um. so here we go, guys. We're going to go ahead and finish off Season 3, Episode 3, Old Story. Here we go with Part 2.
So uh, we know that last week we, we, we talked about Historia's origin. Um, another thing that's important is, uh, I believe it didn't happen last week, but it happened the week before with with Mr. Demo and his demise, unfortunately, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it last week with that uh, Q&A question. Was it, was it enough uh, redemption for Demo? And, and yeah. majority, I believe everybody, except for one, I know that uh, I think anyone wouldn't be the the uh, the counter response to it right yes which also i brought a great point too in, in, in terms of all that but I mean, everybody pretty much agreed that it was enough redemption yeah right? so uh, again we, we need to remember that mr demo is no longer with us um and we get a little tease of a conversation that commander Irvin and 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 yeah with Irvin and, and pixis mm-hmm. right and it's a conversation, it's a story that we're going to go ahead and really get into in this episode. So, let's do it. Here we go, guys. So, we continue this episode. As we see in Trost, a large group of people are gathered, and they're all staring at something. We notice blood on the floor in that area that the people are staring. Then we see Hanji and Moblet on horseback riding through the town, passing by, examining the crowd and what they're all looking at. Hanji, after noticing, says, Damn, too bad. And then Moblet asks Hanji, Section Commander, that was... But then Hanji interrupts. I saw it. Keep moving. Now that brings us to Hanji and Moblet's arrival. We transition now to Irvin and Pixis having their conversation in Irvin's room. And then we hear knocking on the door as Hanji enters to inform Irvin. Commander, it's done. Hanji approaches uh, approaches Irvin as he sits in his chair, and then Hanji begins whispering something to him. As Pixis watches carefully, we hear Hanji whisper, Rice is the true royal house. And then Irvin replies, I thought as much. And then Irvin now tells Pixis, Looks like my gamble might pay off, Commander. Might. One of the first interior squad just confessed. The current king is a pretender to the throne. Rice is the true royal family. And then Commander Pixis's eyes widen as he asks, Are you sure? And then Irvin explains, I've deployed my scouts. They're working to retrieve Aaron and Historia. Once they're secured, we'll declare that Historia Rice is of royal blood and crown her as his country's queen. And we now see Hanji and Moblet, both of their eyes widen as they both gasp. Pixis responds to Irvin. Knowing this is true, the Ersatz king will have no choice but to give up the throne. And then Irvin continues. Assuming that he does, we'll have staged a bloodless coup. Then we'll go to the people and expose a system that claimed to protect them all from its lies. And then we see Pixis. He gets up from his chair and he begins pacing around the room, thinking. Pixis then turns around with a smirk on his face and tells Irvin, I'm convinced. You can count on my support. That said, we could be in the wrong. The final decision is out of our hands. You do understand that, don't you? And Irvin answers, I do. Yes. And we now see Pixis. He's leaving in his carriage, sporting a mighty dapper top hat. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, and back in Irvin's room, Hanji asked Irvin, Anything come of the rice investigation? Then Irvin informs, I found out as much as I could. And then Irvin hands Hanji a large book of reports involving the rice family. Not much to speak of. Just one curious incident. And then Hanji, she seems curious as she opens up the book. But then suddenly a scout barges in to alert the commander Irvin. The interior squad's put out a warrant for you. They're making a scene in the middle of the city, sir. Saying you had someone murdered. And then Hanji becomes confused by this report. After what she noticed and trust on the way to Irvin. And Irvin responds. It would appear that the enemy has been making plans of their own. And then Irvin tells Hanji. Hanji, leave town at once. But a worried Hanji responds. Huh? What are you planning to do? And then Irvin tells Hanji. I need to be the face of the scout regiment. We see Irvin, he puts on his scout jacket. I trust you to act on your own discretion. Also, I've chosen the scout's next leader. And it's you, Zoe Hanji. Then we notice that Hanji is frozen, stunned, staring at Irvin with her mouth open. And Irvin continues, the scouts are in your hands. Then Commander Irvin steps out of the room and Moblet turns to look at the scout's new leader. Whoa. What a mic drop. Like, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> while I'm on my way, way out, I meant to tell you, you're responsible for all those people. Okay, now, bye. Do you think this is because maybe he doesn't, he's not completely sure of what's going to happen to him? Um, I think that it's a good chance, but it could, I think that that's just an added element in it. There's a whole lot of like factors added in because obviously this dude doesn't have an arm. Yeah. So I think that with all the factors added in, he might just be like, yeah, I choose yeah, Han Hanji's got that, I guess. Or do you think maybe this is like, once they do their deliberation, we've captured the commander or, you know, we've turned in the commander of the scouts and everyone's going to be like, well, actually, actually you don't. I'm retired. <laughs> I'm no longer the commander. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Who's the commander? Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Um, or maybe it was like, a obviously, to kind of boost her confidence kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go get arrested. Yeah. You take care of everything else. It's like, yeah. what? I, yeah, I'm not the commander. I guess like, oh, well, I point. want you to be. It's to have so. somebody who's kind of like, you know, leading while he can't lead. You know, he's yeah. over going to be, you know, doing this gamble. Even if, this if he gamble. can't lead legally, he'll trust someone who can. Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of talking about what, I mean, we're going to get some more definitive answer in terms of what exactly Hanji and Moblet saw. Yeah. Um, but... About what Irvin and, and and Pixis are kind of talking about, we know that part of that conversation, right, is that Irvin essentially has his gamble, which he thinks might pay off, or he, it won't pay off because, mm -hmm. you know, they don't know exactly what's happening on the other side of things, meaning what Hanji and Moblet are, what they're dealing with, if they're able to go ahead and get maybe, uh, you know, some answers, and even with Levi and, and, and the Levi squad, right? Irvin is essentially trusting both of them to go ahead and, and follow through with this gamble. Yeah. And uh, and once once Hanji she comes back to report to to Irvin, essentially the you know to update him. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's confirmed. Yeah. Um, it seems like now this plan is in motion, right? And we know that this plan is what it's to set up a, a bloodless coup, mm -hmm. right? To go ahead and essentially overthrow this government and to ch change the power get the and, real and, 
the real royal blood. Yeah. Uh, who is Historia back in that throne. Yeah. And uh, right now, heir. Eddie just brings up a great point in chat saying that's the cool thing about Pix is that he was always willing to listen to Irvin while being super chill about it. And yeah. this is a very important detail because knowing now that the scouts are essentially fugitives, right, that they are, aren't allowed to go ahead and participate in any sort of scouting expeditions, right? Um, Pixis has every right to go ahead and remove himself from this situation and just stand back and be neutral, mm -hmm. right? But no, he literally puts himself out there kind of walking into the flames here and he decides to go ahead and talk to this commander of the scouts, right? This mm -hmm. person who really is not in good with the government, yeah, right? And so if, if word gets out that Pixis has been conversating with with, yeah, with Irvin, right. then it's not going to be a good look for Pixis. And then it's just going to have this unfortunate domino effect, right? Mm -hmm. And then what's going to happen? funny that like it's the whole like, oh, by the way, this information that like it's all like this random shocking information all at once. Yeah. And then Irvin, of course, completely trusts Hanji and is like, oh, okay. So anyways, Irvin, this is what I mean. Anyways, Pixis is yeah. what's going on. And he's like, whoa. All right, so what's your plan? <laughs> like, oh, I fully believe you. I don't see why there would be any reason for you to be lying. I fully trust you. Yeah, like, and that trust is so important. And can you imagine if Pixis wasn't there to go ahead and, and help out with this plan? You know, yeah. it's just they're, they're, they're already, it's already an uphill battle. Yeah, and not only do you have these, like, these shocking revelations, it's also yeah. like, oh, I also plan on doing something that's illegal. Yeah. Like, that can be considered illegal, but I'm doing it for the right reasons. And it's like, Pixis is just like, okay, Yeah. I trust you. And then sure. even um, let's do it. When we first got the the knowledge that the plan is for a bloodless coup, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about him. Like, what is the likelihood, really? What's the percentage of it actually being a bloodless coup? Right? Yeah. It's so low because mm -hmm. the government is so going quick. Perfectly to plan. The government is so quick to go ahead and just react, and it's a lot of times not in the best manner. Mm -hmm. Right. Even though we um, have, like, with this whole, like, oh, by the way, like, Irvin, they, they're looking to arrest you. They say that you had someone murdered. Yeah. And Irvin's response is, hmm, seems like they've also had plans yeah. against me. Yeah. And it's, again, like, the government's going to go ahead and flip the narrative, right? Yeah. Where we, we saw... Just as the government does. Yeah. <laughs> well, we saw, too, when, when Kenny ended up... When he did kill Demo, even Caven was kind of not worried, but... She knew that this could this essentially come back to bite him in the ass, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that also that they didn't even ask questions, yeah, right. Well, Kenny being Kenny, he's like, look, who cares? Blah blah blah, whatever. It's yeah. nah, let's go. And then uh, now we find out, as I mentioned, the government's going to go ahead and put a completely different spin to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Eddie, now he's he mentions too in chat. Uh, I feel like Pixis would have always been down to help Irvin, but he's a top commander. And he can't mess up his image, his reputation, and he can't get himself in trouble, which is all very true, right? Yeah. Which, again, is to talk about the significance of, of why Pixis is involving himself in this in this plan, right? Because he knows now that he is associated because of just knowing what the plan is, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and not just that now, but by knowing the plan, Irvin trusts Pixis yeah. to go right, through with, with it because... If he, let's say Irvin's, you know, relaying all this information to somebody other than Pixis, somebody maybe he feels like he can trust. We see now that people can so easily go ahead and throw people under the bus yeah. just to ensure their own safety, right? They ain't got no fingerprint trackers. They don't have any security cameras. Yeah, there's none of that. And we've already it's seen... Pretty easy. We talked about how easy it would be to get away with murder. Yeah. <laughs> like people like Kenny, who was already kind of like 
you know, change teams, so mm -hmm. to speak. And then we have somebody like with Demo who has changed teams, right? To ensure their own kind of like safety, right? Obviously with 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 Kenny, it's not really to ensure his safety, but it's just, you know, to go ahead and maybe get some of that moolah, right? Or, or some of those incentives and all that, right? Um, he's very capable selfish of- selfish gain. Yeah, he's very capable of, of, you know, of taking care of himself. You know, we talked about how he's a survivor. He's taught Levi how to survive. Whereas with Demo, Demo can't do that. You know, he's just, mm. you know, he's he's got to go ahead and do what's best for him and his business. Obviously, his company, the Reeves company, is the most important thing to him, right? And uh, to ensure that his company thrives, he's willing to go ahead and do certain things, right? To ensure his safety, he's got to do certain things, right? Yeah. He's a very powerful person in trust. We're going to find out exactly the significance and the impact that he made on trust, you know, very, very soon. But, um, but yeah... It, Point being, Pixis could have easily gone and 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 relayed the information to this government, right? To to show that he is a trustworthy person, right? Mm -hmm. To them. So, um, very very glad that Pixis is not going to do that. Spoiler alert! But yeah, um, yeah, for Pixis again to go and put his neck out there for for Urban, it's very very important, and it's uh, especially with you know what Eddie mentioned and everything. Yeah, his image and his reputation. Yeah, it's all in stake here. A top here. commander. And uh, the thing, too, is that, like, with Irvin and, and, and how he's probably feeling now, he probably feels so much better knowing that he's got such a great ally in Pixis on his side, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and he needs as many important allies as, as he can possibly get at this point. Yeah. You know? Um, it's, it's hard to go ahead and have to literally go up and take on the government head on because... I mean, as as you mentioned, as Irvin mentioned, I mean, they're they're doing some stuff too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just Irvin having this gamble. Oh, no. they have this going on. Yeah. They, they don't. Let's just let's they're just do gonna, a bloodless coup. We have all the info. Let's just yeah. do it, and then think that it's gonna go perfectly. Yeah, it's gonna go perfectly fine. We're just gonna go and do it and reveal who the true heir is. No, and you got to think too. There, there's some schemers out there. <laughs> you got to think too that obviously they already don't trust Irvin, right? But especially that conversation that Irvin and Niall had, right? Where he's where Irvin trying to get information from Niall, mm -hmm. right? He's reminiscing about their time as cadets, this and that, right? Mm -hmm. And then Niall's not giving anything away, and then Irvin kind of gives him a little bit of a little teaser, saying, "Hey, I might have a gamble myself, right? Mm -hmm. You don't think that Niall went and, and told the government that like we got to keep a close eye on this guy? Yeah, you know. Like, and then this dude's planning something. There's now this story, right? They they go ahead and they see Demo's death, and now what are they gonna do? Mm -hmm. We're gonna go ahead and find out just right now. Like, oh, random death. Yeah. Who do we blame? So, but obviously it's important to talk about again, as as this part of the story did end off with seeing now who our new our new leader is. Yes. Right. Which obviously has Hanji very much in shock. Cause she literally is just like, yeah, she's like, uh. I like how it ends too she, because even Moblet, Moblet literally like as Irvin leaves, Moblet's kind of like, <laughs> like he's he's surprised too. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, you are your, <laughs> and you gotta think too with him. Now the responsibility of kind of being this, you know, like now it's this, more. I don't want to just... say this supervisor because you know he obviously goes yeah. and he protects Hanji, but now it's like he's almost I had the like responsibility a. Of protecting he's almost like her commander. agent yeah he's like her he's like her publicist yeah but i mean he, he he's fully aware of of how hanji is right and, mm -hmm. and how reckless she can be and stuff yeah. right so now i was like damn he's her my conscience. my responsibility just got yeah. even crazier like, you know dang, i need to be the jiminy cricket to the commander now yeah exactly but uh congratulations to hanji of course and, well uh, deserved i feel definitely 
And uh, now let's go ahead and see how the government's going to go ahead and spin this, this story. So we now see Irvin. He's walking through a crowd of people as people quickly take notice of him, obviously recognizing him. We notice that a few MPs are escorting him through the people. Irvin gets through the gathered crowd and he suddenly stops at the scene of the crime. Irvin stares as we notice three bodies covered as MPs stare at Irvin with such disdain and disappointment. An MP tells Irvin, I take it you know who this is, right Irvin? And as one of the bodies is uncovered showing the face, Irvin answers, that's Mr. Demo Reeves. He was the head of the Reeves company. The MP continues, just yesterday at this exact location, Aaron Yeager was abducted by a group of Reeves lackeys. However, Reeves was hired to do this by none other than the scouts themselves in hopes that they might avoid handing Aaron Yeager over to the government. And then, when Reeves had outlived his usefulness, they killed him to stop him from talking. The murderer is still at large. We presume they have Aaron Yeager. We notice the crowd now turning on Irvin after overhearing this story. And Irvin responds to the MP, what a convenient story that would be. And then the MP continues, I can see what you scoundrels are doing. You're trying to monopolize Jaeger's Titan power and keep it all for yourselves. That type of action violates Clause 6 of the Charter of Humanity. I trust that you're familiar with that law. And Irvin answers, one must never prioritize their own gain over humanity's survival. Am I correct? The MP responds with disdain. That you are. And because the scout regiment is in violation of this law, all scouts must be arrested. We notice, watching not too far from the scene of the crime, still hiding in that alleyway, is Flagel. And Flagel says to himself, Dead. And then Flagel, he begins running away as we see MPs now in pursuit to arrest any active scouts. The next scene we see are scouts with handcuffs on, all walking in a line, all getting arrested by MPs. Kenny, who's watching from the top of a rooftop, right? Mm-hmm. He says to Kaven, Maybe this will satisfy the fat cats. Reeves ended up being just as useful against us as with us. And then Kaven tells Kenny, but we still don't have any leads on Levi. And Kenny responds, Like I told you, the runt's not going to hide forever. When he shows, we'll kill him. And then we see both Kenny and Kaven leave. But in the streets of Trost, we see Hanji and Moblet both running, hiding, trying to avoid the MPs. They hide in an alleyway, and Moblet asks Hanji, What do you think we should do? But before we can hear Hanji's response, we change now to the MPs escorting Irvin into a carriage. Before they enter, Irvin tells the MP, give me a moment. The MPs are confused as they watch Irvin return to Demo's body. And then we see Demo's wife and daughter both grieving. And then they take notice of Irvin. We see Demo's wife and she tells Irvin, Get the hell away from my husband! 
The MPs continue to be confused as they look at one another, seeing if anybody's going to do anything. But Irvin now gets onto one knee. And he tells Demo's wife, When the battle for Tross first began, Mr. Reeves delayed evacuation efforts in order to preserve his wealth. And then Demo's wife responds, Yeah, so what's your point? Are you trying to say he deserved to die? And Irvin explains, No, I'm not. Because upon his return to Trost, he found it on the verge of collapse. And instead of abandoning it, he planted his feet. He helped those who couldn't leave by striving to revive the city. Irvin now reaches out to place a hand on Demo. But now, that dream has been cut short by a, by a knife in the dark. I swear this. I will avenge him. And Demo's wife and daughter both stared at Irvin, confused, with tears still in their eyes. And now, the MPs take Irvin away on carriage as the crowd of people watch. We see a determined Irvin sitting in the carriage. And then we hear the story that he told Pixis as they waited. My father, he was a teacher. One day, we were studying history, faced with the annihilation at the hands of Titans. Humanity took refuge behind the walls and realized a hundred years of peace. But in this process, we lost all records of what humanity's earlier past might have looked like. We see Irvin's father in front of his class, illustrating a hand-drawn map showing a family coming from the shore, wanting to enter the walls. That's what all of us were taught. And then we see a young Irvin raising his hand to ask a question to his father. Even back then, this seemed strange to me. And so, I asked my father a question. He gave me a fairly evasive answer and continued with the standard lesson. But when we got home later that night, he sat me down and gave me the real answer. He told me the history books he received from the government were full of contradictions and mysteries. He then proceeded to tell me a theory of his. Even as a child, I was astounded. There was a reason he didn't share that theory with the entire class. But I wasn't smart enough to see it. I told the other children what he had told me. And one day, the MPs arrived to question me. Then we see a young Irvin, now at a gravesite. My father didn't come home that night. They said he died in some kind of freak accident, but I knew that wasn't true. He'd been silenced by the government. 107 years ago, when humanity fled to these walls, the king altered their collective memory to make them easier to rule. That was my father's theory. And then Pixis responds to Irvin's story. Yes, I can see why the first king might do that. He must have believed that such knowledge would lead to civil strife. And then Irvin continues. Yes, but ever since I was a child, I've asked myself, why would the government have, have to kill my father for nothing more than getting close to the truth? 
despite the cruelty of it. I'd hoped their motives at least might have been noble. But more recently, I've realized something about these men. What they're fighting to protect is not humanity, but their own gardens, houses, and lands. Which means, all they care about is suppressing those who dare to question their authority in any way. I no longer believe that there was any justification for my father's death. He was killed by human greed and by the sheer stupidity of his own son. I can't tell you why, but I know in my gut that my father's words were true. I've made it my mission in this life to atone to my father by showing the world he was right. Wow, that is a lot. Mic drop. It's a lot to unpack here. We got to go and talk about it. Irvin's got Um, some really astounding lines this episode. I mean, when is he not? But... Yeah, I mean, in, but in information-wise, it's hefty. So, um, awesome. Eddie chimes in saying his dad was a real one. Poor Irvin, his excite, his excitement and innocence got the best of him, mm-hmm. and it led to his dad's grave, which is so so I true know, and so sad. So right? Sad, and, and then, he's like aware of it too. He's not like a, I wish I would have never did it. Like he doesn't seem regretful of it. Yeah, which obviously he's saddened by it, but he doesn't seem like. He just seemed more of like, I want to get more information about this. And yeah, I was stupid and innocent. And I didn't know any better. And I ended up telling people because I was so interested in it. And it, I didn't realize that the government was going to kill him. Because yeah. Of it. I mean, again, I mean, is Eddie's victim his, of his point is that, you know, Irvin was so naive, mm-hmm. so excited to go ahead and, and, and tell his friends about this knowledge that he just got from their teacher. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, this is. In terms of like, you know, the class and everything, like this isn't oh that's that's Irvin's dad. No, that this is their teacher, right? Yeah, this is that's Professor Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and yeah, so it, it is sad, but I mean Kyrie also mentions too is first of all, how did Irvin know that somebody even had the ability to alter memories, right? Yeah, because he says that as a theory when he's explaining yeah. Pixis saying that like, Oh, my theory is that they fled to the walls, changing the like altering memories of yeah. whoever is living here. Da, da, da. Like, I don't know if he meant like physically altering the memory or of just like keeping people quiet. Well, we're going to find out that there are certain abilities that, you know, Titan users have that can go ahead and really alter the story. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But, but my thing is, is that I don't, I'm not sure if Irvin meant yeah, altering yeah, yeah, memories by that or like in terms actually, of his his perspective, right? Because Irvin seems to know a lot more information than he tends to lead on, yeah. which you know could have theoretically come from him being a youth, and you know obviously him talking too much got his father killed. So maybe he's like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna keep all this information I know hush hush until we have to take action. Yeah, I mean, the the fact is that Irvin's father, who is this teacher, right, knows a lot more then again he's he's being really forced to instruct right as mm-hmm. as Irvin tells us that his father was really kind of forced to teach these books that really are sugarcoating you know a lot of information yeah. it's all and it's very all contradictory much, yeah and, and uh and so he's he's going along with it as you know he wouldn't answer Irvin's actual question mm-hmm. right but he's like I know the truth I'm gonna tell my son yeah he always so Irvin's dad obviously knows a lot because we see even from the illustration there that this is something that we're seeing here in season three, mm-hmm. right? Where we're getting some insight as far as like, there's something else out there mm-hmm. past the sea, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, as we see this this illustration of this family who has just gone off of this boat, 
they're walking along the shore and they're now heading to the wall mm -hmm. right and uh yeah it's uh it's so interesting i love the details that this mm -hmm. is stuff that we're getting so early on right and it's such a quick moment mm -hmm. where you can so easily forget it so easily kind of like miss it too um but um yeah i mean unfortunately Irvin's dad knew too much and because of Irvin's excitement it unfortunately led to his father's death um but kyron here is very excited he says oh off topic can I say one thing about the female Titan? It's something we've been discussing about the female Titan's powers, and I think I'm. I, yeah, I, think I, I know where you're going with it. Right, Kyron, please to tell us the the newest. Does yeah. have to do with the newest episode. Please tell us. We'd love to go ahead and and, and go ahead and, and hear what you, what you want to say. Mm -hmm. uh, possible spoilers if you guys haven't seen the newest episode yet. Possible spoiler. Yeah, but I mean, if but, the, if this is what we're going to be, if I think we're going to be talking about this, mm -hmm. this has also been a theory it, that it has been something Kyron that has we, mentioned. That, yeah, that's you know, been speculated for a while. Yeah, that Kyron mentioned And it seems to make sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it's always makes sense throughout it. But going back to what you said about the whole, like, yeah, this is season three and we're getting all this information about, like, Marley, and, or not about specifically Marley, but about how there's something else out there and yeah. how there's lies came to the wall some memories being altered i did not realize obviously hindsight 2020 you don't realize until you go back and watch attack on titan that there is so much that is like there's so much information that's already being revealed to us we just don't know how to apply the information yet we're just yeah. like i don't they have to eat someone there's some kind of warrior thing going on i have no idea what's going there's something else out there i don't know yeah but yeah, so much information is already being told so early on. <laughs> um, would you like to read Ky Kyron's uh, female yeah, Titan power well, analysis? Off, Kyron says, I knew it. And he knew that the female Titan's ability, which way early on in the podcast we speculated about you know kind of i think we talked what about it about like what is. ability you would want to even have like say we were to acquire titan powers and we're like mm -hmm. wait what does a female titan have i yeah, mean yeah she's strong ability? she's this and whatever right like but that's annie that's like annie, does she though. have hardening and all like, that right technique is is annie yeah so what else like she is able to harden she was able to crystallize yeah. she was able to to call in other titans yeah yeah exactly like, like and what Kyrind throughout the theory here right about how her power is like, mim like mimicry mm -hmm. right and again as lexi mentioned spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the episode um we gave you i feel like we gave you some enough time to yeah, go ahead and watch yeah. i mean we're, we're this is we're going yeah, on two we, weeks we here. gave you two weeks right um but we find out that her power Con is manifestation. Confirmed, yeah. Like she, it's manifesting abilities from the other Titans. She is able which to is mirror. Yeah, so the freaking abilities. cool. Yeah, right? and uh, that's something that's it changes the game for sure. You know, like the Warhammer. Kyra, you did, you knew it. He has the whole the whole package there. Right? You know. Like now we don't know the specifics on whether she can use multiple at once, like how Aaron yeah, can. But he I, also yeah, is. Point. But it's different with Aaron. Can she become that, a beast. That Aaron has. I was gonna say that. <laughs> like, yeah, she's able to like. What is it? The the coordinate. Yeah. She's able to use the coordinate without having any royal blood. Yeah. Which is really interesting. But unlike Aaron, who has just eaten multiple titans, and he can use his abilities all at the same time, like we saw in the most recent episode. Again, spoiler. If you guys haven't seen it. Uh, he's using his founding titan while also using the warhammer to use the beast. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which is crazy. Um, that that scene was really, really freaking yeah, cool because of like, was, oh crap, this guy's literally using Yeah, he's literally Zeke's pu titan puppeteering as, yeah. Zeke's titan with his warhammer yeah. to yeah. But with Annie, we don't we haven't seen her use multiple at a time. 
We've seen her use hardening at a t at, at one time. We've yeah. seen her use the coordinate at one time. Like we haven't seen her use multiple at a time, so we don't know if she's able to. It's at least it's not confirmed to us yet in anime if she can use the coordinate while hardening, while using the warhammer, yeah. while being hairy, while. <laughs> yeah, the thing is too is that I wonder what Beast Titan Annie's, you know, what animal would be. I know what would Annie's I, I'm animal to think about be. What like. From we saw from her backstory, and we don't see animals. We just see her, you know, training and all that. Yeah, right? we don't you really know, know what like animal stuff, she but. would be. It would obviously have to be something really strong and really, really agile. Yeah, she'd probably be like a jaguar or something. <sighs> that'd be so fierce. Yeah. Oh my gosh, a jaguar titan. That'd yeah. be kind of terrifying. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, Kevin, you were completely yeah, nice right. You knew confirmation. it. Confirmation. Um, and Eddie, yeah, right Eddie, there saying yeah, that on the same boat there, man. And uh, yeah. Very, yeah. very crazy. But uh so now but yeah, all this information that's uh that's being revealed to us and again just more information gets revealed like it just as we were like, Oh, like right here where we're at in the episode um in our in our podcast is that yeah. oh all this information about how the walls like our memories were altered or something like that and then even in most recent episode we're finally getting confirmation on the Titan that's arc we got in season one. Like, that is insane. Yeah. Uh, Kyron also mentions that also manga is good, but you don't really get all the little details until you watch the anime. I that's still was blown away. Way. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I feel like the delivery when you watch something like happening in front of you yeah. is it feels more powerful because you get, you get to hear the voices. You've built a relationship with those. Like, you've built some kind of like association with those voices and the music and everything. Yeah, like, all the, the entire in front of you. experience all wrapped up in one. It's like it's. It really it, gives it you a whole it, different experience than yeah. reading. I'm not saying that reading you still don't get that. Like w with reading, you still get that emotion. Yeah. You still are invested in it because it's more personal. It's just you and your words in your you and the words in your brain. Yeah. Um. But then when you watch something like happen, like. The delivery of it too, you know, and you. stuff, yeah. and, like, and with these super skilled voice actors, with the amazing soundtrack, it's yeah, it's oh, a it's a whole different experience. Yeah. Um, Eddie wants to go and segue back in it because uh, Eddie's a point about Urban Two is saying uh, in terms of like the everything that happened with his father, right? Mm -hmm. Eddie mentions that this experience led Irvin to where he is now and it set him in the right direction. And mm -hmm. we see here with Irvin, maybe that's why he's such a determined person. We know that for him, like he's willing to go ahead and go through whatever depths, whatever, you know, obstacles to go ahead and find the truth to, to even if it's just one step closer. I think a lot of it is because of this experience. Mm -hmm. You know, he understands now, as he mentioned, that his mm -hmm. father was murdered why? Because of some because he, theory? Yeah, his theory but, was too close to the truth. But now it's like he understands mm -hmm. that it's because his dad was close to the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's why I need to go ahead and make it my mission to go ahead and, like and reveal and, and that truth. Reveal Let that it. truth be known. Yeah. And uh, he also sees the motivation behind like the powers that be. He knows that it's not for the sake of humanity. Mm -hmm. He knows it's all for just greediness. For personal which, gain. Which unfortunate, to, to, right? to keep their gardens and homes and personal yeah. lives. Yeah. At, like safe i guess i don't yeah it's all incredible to, to he's determined and, for informing yeah <laughs> but i mean again we as, as we talked about even with the with historia and all that with annie and, and their you know parents how they you know that whole situation and everything mm -hmm. right it really 
forced them to be the person, the people that they are, right? And this, yeah. even with this, like this terrible situation where Irvin loses his his father, and we see uh, this young Irvin. I mean, he's so freaking young. You know, he's probably what elementary school. Yeah, you he know? looks really young there. And so it's like, but for still you, so full of wonder. Yeah, I mean, he, he goes and he loses. I mean, his, his father. dad is the teacher that has all this information. So. Yeah, and then so it's it sucks, but I mean, again, it's as Eddie mentioned that this is really what now sets Irvin to this lifelong mission. And that's what it is, right? Yeah, um, kind of his his driving motivation. Yeah, really, what led him to to think the way that he thinks and just really searching for truth. I mean, we've talked about it before where like the whole, we use the example where it's like, oh yeah, there's people inside those Titans and he's smiling. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a good thing. It's, it's not like, a good oh, thing, but, but he's closer, closer to, the, to truth. the truth. Yeah. Yeah. He it's just, incredible. He just wants to see the truth. That's all he wants. Dang, Irvin, you're so cool. <laughs> yeah. You're so cool, Kachan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, again, talking about that greediness, talking about, you know, the people and, and wanting to go ahead and really just t worry about their own houses and all that. Mm -hmm. So now we're, we're going to go ahead and uh, go to Walsina. Yeah. Right. Where Speaking a lot of people of selfish people want to protect. Yeah. Their land. A lot of people are very selfish and all that and very rich. And, and so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and finish off this episode. Let's as go we go inside now, the most selfish wall. We go now to Walsina, the fancy innermost wall. Mm -hmm. As an MP announces to the fine people in his town. The scout regiment has murdered a civilian. Some of them have evaded capture. These people are dangerous. If you spot any of the people in these posters, report them immediately. And then we see two civilians off to the side having a conversation while looking at these posters. And then one of the civilians can be heard. I told you, didn't I? These are the same bastards that unleashed the Titan here. They destroyed half the town. And then as the other civilian is about to respond, we notice a person incognito pass them by while retrieving one of these posters. And then the other civilian responds, I bet they're planning to use that freak show Jaeger to wipe us all out. Hmm. And then we see that person incognito in a cowboy hat and a long hooded robe is Jean as he joins his fugitive comrades, Armin and Mikasa, who both appear to be holding bags of items. We then uh, see now Jean, Armin, and Mikasa, they now retreat to the forest as they rendezvous with the rest of the Levi squad. They meet up with the rest of the team as we see Connie, Sasha, and Captain Levi waiting. Jean informs um, Captain Levi, Captain, we bought the supplies. And then Armin now informs uh, the captain, the MPs were handing out these flyers. Then Armin hands Levi the flyer as we notice a very poorly drawn rendition of Captain Levi. Yeah. If this is true, the scouts will be disbanded. They say they'll be hunting for us in the mountains tonight. They're also posting guards on all vital roads. No one can get through without a pass. So, Captain, what now? And then an emphatic Mikasa adds, We need to hurry and find Aaron. And Captain Levi emphatically calms Mikasa. He'll be fine. They're taking him on a wagon. That gives us one day before they reach the Rice Estate. And we need every second we can get to come up with a plan. But Sasha, she now alerts the captain. Captain, I hear footsteps. Sounds like they're approaching. 
And then we see two soldiers nearby in the forest. Weapons out and ready. Approaching Levi and his squad. To be continued. Ooh. Wow. Who is it? Who is it? I mean, we know who it is. But who we is know, it? We know. Um, but this is a terrible lifestyle now that mm-hmm. these scouts are having to yeah. live because now they're literally are hiding from yeah, every they're, single they're freaking corner. fugitives now. Everything, you know. They're in this freaking, you know, forest. And we see, too, like... I mean, it sucks, but they constantly have to go ahead and kind of like each other. hide quickly, you know, make base and then clean up and go, you know, and yeah. stuff. We see in that well, moment they're trying to survive. And obviously I'm assuming that Jean meant like, oh, we got food. Yeah. We got food for ourselves yeah. so we can actually eat and perform like with energy. Which is a great point, too, because we see as they're waiting, like in the middle of Connie and Sasha and Levi is that they have like this, like a pot, like, mm-hmm. you know, a fire is not made yet. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm, I'm like you said, they're waiting probably for supplies. Yeah. You know, You're like we are really hungry. Which We've been on the move. They're not going to be able to eat because we have two soldiers approaching them. Mm-hmm. Um, can you please wait? We're yeah, really hungry. We're starving. I'm <laughs> telling you, um, you can have some. I just, I, we need to eat before yeah. we get arrested, please. But I see, uh, John likes to go ahead and be incognito as, other people mm-hmm. because obviously we know that he goes and he he, he portrays Aaron of right course, yeah, yeah he doesn't want to although he may yeah he may not like it but he does that right and now he is hiding incognito as Kenny yeah what? and I noticed that maybe he just likes the whole cowboy <laughs> no, hat no, no, long coat look because he we also see him almost uh, we also see him in a more low key state too in a incognito state uh Almost donning this the same attire in season like part one of season four, mm-hmm. but obviously he's got he's he got likes the look he's got that uh he's got a little bit of the facial hair face? going on oh yeah the yeah facial he's got hair. a horse face yeah he's yeah. got a little bit of that facial hair going on in 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 that yeah Eddie yeah that's what Eddie says yes. I mean in season four yeah yeah he's 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 donning the same the, <laughs> yeah. the, the same outfit yeah. So maybe he's just into the cowboy look. Maybe he saw he saw Le- uh, he saw Kenny and he was like, "Can you imagine mm-hmm. that I conversation?" I really like that look. Where Levi tells them, a cowboy hat." Levi tells him, "All right, look, I need you guys to go into town. I need you guys to go ahead and put on these, you know, disguises and mm-hmm. buy items and stuff for us." And then, you know, John's like, "I know exactly what I want to go ahead and be." Yeah. And let's say he goes and he uh, tells Levi. Yeah. And then you gotta <laughs> think like, Levi's what? like. Take that stupid hat off. Yeah. Because what is it going to obviously remind Levi of? Yeah. Take that stupid like, Levi, hat I'm, off. Levi, I'm not, I don't like yeah. Kenny. I don't, yeah. I just like the way he dresses. Yeah. Um, but also too, in, in this scene while John, you know, he passes by those two civilians having that conversation, right? John, he's in a disguise. Mm-hmm. Armin and Mikasa, not so much. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> they're kind of just in a, they're not hiding a, their faces at all. Yeah. You know, we see that they're wearing that same long kind of hooded robe, but they have yeah. the hood down. They're just chilling. Yeah. They're over here in this conversation, you know. They're like, all right. They're literally just like, crude, they're crudely drawn on some wanted poster. Yeah. And... Yeah, they get they did Levi dirty on with that. No, the way that it, it literally reminded me of Entangled with um, Flynn Rider, when all of his wanted drawings and the whole, they just can't get my nose right. <laughs> yeah, and that's like, literally, really... it's the first thing you really notice is that that, they gave him such like a weird like rounded nose. Yeah, and stuff, they gave you know? him this more because obviously Levi has a very small, more pointed nose. He, they gave him a way more bulbous nose than he usually has, and it, they 
gave him a much rounder jaw, mm. more square face. And like I, I've seen people like analyze that and been like, remind me of, he reminded me of Squidward a little bit in that. Yeah. Because his nose was like weirdly long yeah. with his short face. But he also had the kind of like the Squidward whole kind of like attitude. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Which I mean, you know, they tried to get his dead eyes. But I've seen people like looking at that and be like, what the heck? Why is Levi drawn that way? Yeah. Like what? But I've also like, I guess it's been told that Levi in the anime is supposed to be like an unattractive man. Really? Yeah, he's supposed to be unattractive. So, um, what in that drawing? A lot of people are saying like, "Oh yeah, in the drawing that we see, like the crudely drawn, the the wanted poster of him, I guess it's supposed to be what he actually looks like to everyone." Yeah. But obviously, we don't see that. We see a very young, great-looking older man who doesn't yeah. look his age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very skilled, very, very surprised short man. to find out how old he is. You know? Yeah. Um, You're like, what? Eddie also, asks, just as surprised as we are to find out Odo's age. Yeah. Eddie asks us, uh, yeah, there's no wanted posters in AOT, right? And, I mean, maybe these are their versions of wanted posters because yeah. we see that as we're looking at the poster here. I mean, it has like a drawn, you know, rendition of the mm -hmm. fugitive or of the person, right? Yeah. Um, and there's like a ton of writing around it. Like there's mm -hmm. a bunch of information and stuff yeah. like that, you know, and, uh, it could, and we're not know, able to go ahead and read exactly like, what all that writing is, you know, because it's over in Japanese, but... Mm. I can only imagine, you know, it's it just likely it, it probably explains the whole like what they're the whole situation, for and stuff, what they're you know, wanted and for, that. what the reward would be. You know, be careful. This person's very skilled. Yeah, I don't want to be the person going after Levi. Maybe it's a dead or alive wanted poster. Yeah, and uh, I think that's probably what it is. But also, too, is we kind of see the same poster with with Rod Rice. You know, mm -hmm. where we see a, like the drawn version, and then I don't his think his drawing Rod is Rice, much more accurate than Levi's. Yeah, they did him some favors for yeah. sure, right? But I don't think that's a wanted poster for for Rod Rice mm -mm. because what is he wanted for? I mean, he right now he's he's in with the government and all mm -hmm. that, you know. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like kind of an older wanted poster. Oh the yeah, when they were originally when Kenny and all them were like searching for them. That yeah. could be what it so is. So maybe that's what it is. Um, I think that's probably what their version of wanted posters are. He looks vaguely the same yeah. then as he did, as he does in where we are in the story. Yeah, exactly. Um, he just looks a little bit better in the drawing. So, in terms of wanted posters, I mean, I guess that's probably what it, what it is. Um, they're kind of just like flyers, I guess. You know, that they're just handing out mm -hmm. these flyers of information about these people that you want to stay away from. I wonder if they have um, wanted posters that you can actually, like, buy and hang up in your room. Like how, like, One Piece has. Yeah, I know. All those wanted posters. Yeah, I want to get all the Levi Squad, all the, I mean, the newest Levi Squad wanted posters uh, with the crudely the weirdly drawn Levi. Yeah. I think it'd be what I think it'd be cool because um what the uh the straw hats like to do is they like to go ahead and compare well some of the characters a lot of them I mean I say some of them don't care about what their bounty is but mm. they go and compare what their bounty is, right? That's and fun. so it's like I picture the camaraderie you know, of being going wanted. back and then Connie's being like wait I'm only worth like 10 berries or something. Yeah. I'm only worth this and this. Like, are you kidding me? I'm only worth this you know? amount? What? And then he's looking at Sasha's like, Sa why are you worth 15? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that would like, definitely be yeah. what they would argue about too. And John would be like, like why are you worth that? Be like, shut up. Much. That's not important. Wait, what am I at? Yeah. What, but what am I? 25. Worth? All right, cool. Cool. You know, whatever. And then, you know, you have like, Armin Mikasa, is going to be like, Armin. probably like 50. Mikasa is going to be like, you know, 
a thousand or something like yeah. that, you know? And then you got well, Levi. I would think that be... Armin kind of boosted himself up there since he's actually killed someone now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's at 50. Yeah, he's at 50. <laughs> yeah. You have Sasha at 15 and... You have Connie's yeah. over at 10. Connie's and then, at 10. Uh, yeah, they're like, yeah, I guess you could bring this dude in. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, I think that would be kind of a funny little dynamic is that them mm-hmm. kind of looking at their own wanted posters and then uh, comparing the bounties and be like, wait, why Why do you have more than me? Yeah, that would definitely right? happen too. That yeah. would definitely happen between them. And he mentions that Levi is going to be the most expensive, dangerous one because of how freaking dangerous he yeah, is. Yeah, he's definitely right? going to be the most expensive and one. And I think, yeah, Levi has got to be, in terms of AOT, if, you, if there is a bounty that is the most expensive out of every single character, I think that... Levi is second. Second. Okay. At this point of where we're at in, you know, the final. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Aaron's got to have. The yeah. Most, I was going to uh, say Aaron is definitely up there. Yeah. Because it's like this dude has a power or whatever one of the civilians describes him as this. The Jaeger freak. The whatever. Jaeger freak. Yeah. Um. Kyrus is that slow motion tree falling scene still goaded. Aaron got a, a cod kill streak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the. Aaron's probably got the biggest bounty. Yeah. He has to. I think so. And then Levi's got to be there just because of, you know, how he's literally a cockroach. You can't get rid of, can't get rid of him. You just can't. You know? And then obviously Mikasa is always like. Why does he keep getting stolen? Yeah, she just. We wants need to get Aaron. him. Like immediately, she's like, "We need to find him." Like, like early down. on, we have time. She didn't say, "Look, we need to hurry. We need to get Aaron mm-hmm. and Historia." Yeah. No, it's it was, we need to hurry need and get Aaron. Aaron, I could care less about yeah. Historia. About literally the next queen of the country. Yeah, um, and I mean, Mikasa has admitted herself, like uh, it, towards the ending of season two, like when she was talking about like. When she was talking to, um, during that big fight scene, when she was talking to Historia while she's like shielding Ymir in her jaw titan form. Yeah. Being like, listen, I only have so, m-. basically she was saying, I only have so many fucks to give. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. So get out of my way yes. or I'm cutting. Like, yeah, I'm- or I'm, I'm killing you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I care too much about all these people. So I can't care about, Sorry. You you just you just missed the list. She literally has exhausted every bit of like caring for others mm-hmm. as she can. You know. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, she I, knows I can't now anymore. I care about one person. Mm-hmm. Sprinkling a little bit of Armin in there, you know. Yeah. But like, Sprinkle I care about one person. I want to yeah. say that maybe she would care about Armin. Yeah, I think so. Because we've seen a little pep, you know, pep talks she's given Armin, mm-hmm. right? Especially to where we're where we're at now in the story, yeah. the way that they bonded. Together. Congratulations to you, Armin. Congrats. Just gotta throw that in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Armin. Uh yeah, the way that they Armin had the together. same reaction that Hanji had. Yeah. The whole uh, I think that's probably that's probably the common reaction to yeah. getting those that news. It's and especially like, the way that both Ir- Irvin and Hanji delivered it so like matter of factly. Like, yeah. oh yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> by Thank the way. You. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. By the way. Huh? You got that. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. But this time, instead of Moblet giving Hanji that look like, mm-hmm. it was like. You literally had like everyone else in the group being like. I want to uh, picture Levi like. 
Yeah. <laughs> just like, all right. <laughs> with his with his one thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> huh? Oh. Damn it. And I even like Han Ki was like, oh, yeah. Do? He's under you now. Yeah. So make sure he behaves. Oh. Like, oh, Levi is. Thank you, four eyes. I, I am, yeah. I am a, above Levi now. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Crazy. Um, but damn, yeah. So here we go. I mean, they this life that they're living now as fugitives, right? Mm-hmm. They have to be very careful with, with where they go, where they hide, you know, and all that. They obviously made their way over to Walsina. Yeah. Right? Um, but damn. You know. That's a huge responsibility, though, that he gave Jean to go ahead. Hey, do me a favor. Go ahead and, and get some supplies and this mm-hmm. and that, blah, 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 whatever. Don't um, do anything stupid. I know you've hesitated before. Yeah. <laughs> because you got to think, too. It's like, man, like. I mean, obviously, maybe they don't feel this way because Armin and Mikasa didn't hide their faces. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I was going to say that you got to think, like, if we get recognized or whatever, like, we're we're screwed, yeah. right? Because if we get recognized and we try to go ahead and flee, the, this big scene's going to go ahead and, yeah. and become created. And, and we don't want to lead stuff, them you know? back to literally everyone else. Yeah. The thing is, it's probably, Levi was probably like, yeah, Jean, go get, go get supplies. Yeah. And then Jean left, and then he looked over at Armin and Mikasa and was like, Go with him. Yeah. <laughs> go. I don't trust him alone. Actually, just let him think that he's alone. But yeah, go you know what I was thinking too is that like, do you think Jean was a little bit salty when Armin got the the news? You know, that knowing where we're at now, and all um, that, right? He's like, damn it, Marco told me to be a leader, and yeah. I failed him. <laughs> no, I think that he's, I think that he's made peace with it. I think that where we're at now, he's like, all right, I don't really care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just. I don't really care if I'm a leader or not. I am. You don't think he cares? I mean, I think he's as much as a leader as he can be where he's at now, literally trying to save all of humanity. I see Eddie thinks oh. that Jean was the most deserving. Oh, right? Eddie said he personally he would have chosen Jean. I would have chosen Jean, not Armin. Not Armin. Oh, interesting. Okay. Very, very interesting. I love Armin. Armin's my guy, but I can, un- I can understand and I can see the argument as to why Jean would be mm-hmm. that that choice because yeah. Jean has really we see he's become this this leader i mean he is in a lot of those scenes in season four right like going up against the jaegerist going you know having to deal with uh you know the government or whatever and stuff like that you know like Jean is the one dealing with all that you know he's mm-hmm. kind of like the one talking to them he's the one you know whatever and i get it armin's not involved with that because you know he's he wants to talk to to Aaron because you know that relationship, the friendships that they they had and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Which leaves John to have to do all the dirty work, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, John has proven himself to go ahead and and be a leader, you know. See yeah. where John's at right now, where he's learning from his, you know, his errors, learning from yeah his, the character development you know, to get him to where he is now has been really prominent, has yeah. been really good. Yeah. It's really strong character development. So this is interesting because Eddie now he's he's saying that Jean he's more all right with judgment calls, whereas Armin he's great with planning and strategizing, but not leading. Yeah, and that Armin is a great point is too. A, that's a really great point, Eddie. You might be convincing me right now because yeah. Armin is a really great again, he's like you great, said, he's really great strategizer, but he's a really he's a really crucial support person yeah like he's really great for support he didn't really have the confidence to be leading even though you know he has 
throughout the story been like, okay, this is the plan. Da, 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 da. I don't know if it's going to work. I hope it does. He's just, he's just brilliant. But I feel like, I feel like you can't really have these amazing plans without Armin. So even yeah. if Jean uh, ha- was the commander, I feel like we still need, we would still need Armin. And of course he would still be happily, he would still happily help and everything. Yeah. But I think I too, know. with, with Armin, we see him like being really thinking more about like these, these promotions, these, you know, these choices that other people mm-hmm. are making because we know that once once the choice was made for him to end up surviving over you know urban mm-hmm. we know that's something that weighed really heavy on him yeah constantly comparing you know and trying to justify why he is surviving this mm-hmm. and that, right why who's to say he's not gonna do the same thing with now with hanji and stuff like that right yeah like, look i'm not deserving of this and this and that, right you know and we yeah. still so with eddie what is that was one of the, in the judgment calls things i mentioned when we were watching the episode and yeah. the whole like oh Congrats, Armin, but also, like, as if he didn't have enough trouble comparing himself to other yeah. people before. Yeah, exactly. What? If- <laughs> and so, to Eddie's point, too, with the whole judgment calls and stuff like that, like, we know that Armin's going to have the, the, the mindset of where, one, he's not even deserving even to be in that position to begin with, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and, you know, that could be a downfall for a leader. Yeah. And, uh, yo, what's up, Sun God? Hello, fellow Sun God. Welcome, man. Um... But also, too, anybody else that's listening, please, you know, go ahead and chime in. Let us know who you think was deserving of becoming that next commanding role, right? Obviously, you know, we, we talked about with, with Armin. And then now, you know, Eddie brings up great points about why John is deserving. If anybody else thinks anybody's deserving, um, please let us know. Uh, Kyron, we'd love to go ahead and hear from you who, and who you think was most deserving of becoming the mm-hmm. next kind of like, who you, you know, feel, that, yeah. that leader. Um know eddie's bringing up some great points too eddie also mentions here like like irvin he analyzes stuff right that's what irvin does but armin he backs him up and he expands on it but irvin is still at the helm when it comes to achieving like this this goal right Mm -hmm. says john has a lot of traits like that it says kind of like what flock wanted to do with the agaris you know as much as i hate flock flock was kind of like that Jaegerist leader, right? Yeah, he definitely and, was. You know, that dude was determined was till the end voice. to be a pain in my ass. Yes. Oh like, my god. I hate he Flock determined. so much. Even when we last see Flock, like, like, bro, just he's the mm, just worst. die. You know, yeah. kill that dude. Come on now. Cannot believe this guy's still around and all and he's that. Still right? Causing problems. But again, he's just like determined till the end. You know, and. uh and yeah, I mean, again, Eddie's bringing up some great, great examples, great points and stuff like that, you know, and, and Irvin, yeah, I mean, Irvin, he, we just talked about how determined he is and really what maybe that motivation stemmed from and that being his father's death and, and uh, as unfortunate as that situation is, it is the driving force, as Lexi said, that is his driving force, that is his motivation now to go ahead and find answers. It's for his father. He understands the reason why his father died is because his father was close to the truth. Yeah. And guess what? Irvin needs to find that truth, right? Um, and yeah. So with Armin, I mean, Armin is great at, at being the brains and strategizing and all that, right? But we've seen moments when he's put in charge, he kind of has that very brief deer in the headlights look. Yeah. He's, oh, and he's so unsure of himself. He kind of lacks you that confidence that in the, himself. The initial response is that self-doubt. Yeah. That like that initial 
That could be his trauma response. Yeah. I mean, you <laughs> talked like, about I too. I am not worthy. You like, talked well. about with, with Levi, I mean, how like these drawn representations of him are like these kind of like unflattering you know, versions of him, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how people see him, right? Whereas with Levi, I mean, obviously we watch him, we see him as this person who obviously is very surprised to see, oh wait, you're how old, whatever? Yeah. And the flip side of it with, with, with Armin, it's kind of like the reverse where it's like, he sees himself as this kind of mm-hmm. like unflattering version of himself, exactly. right? Whereas with the other people, they see this, you know, very intelligent, bright mm-hmm. mind that is so good at, at yeah, leading people like they would, with his they feel comfortable plans. relying on him. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, so that's kind of an interesting example. But Kyron chimes in saying that I feel like Jean definitely was the most critical, level-headed thinker. Mikas is way too hot for even for for Aaron. All right. right? And then Armin, he's too scared and uh, and second guessing himself, right? Mm-hmm. And then he just puts Aaron dot 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 dot. You're saying Aaron should be the one in charge here? Uh oh, we see what's happening here with 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 Aaron being in charge. Yeah. No, maybe not. I think he's also kind of agreeing with with Eddie's point about Jean and all that, right? Um, and Eddie also mentions too, like Eddie, that Jean was the most logical choice, right? Interesting. And uh, <laughs> I said, oh, no, Aaron said, is like, crazy. Aaron is crazy. Oh, he meant like, yeah, Armin's scared and second guess himself. And, and Aaron, Aaron ugh, I think we know how we feel about Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, um, Aaron is, yeah. And I mean, they're all survivors, right? And then uh, we see Jean. I mean, I, you know what I think about with Jean? I think about the moment where they, they retreat back to their, their aircraft, their blimp, right? And unfortunately, we lose a character. Mm-hmm. Like, Jean in that moment, he was just slightly too late, but I think he was trying to go ahead and get people to... He was trying to get them to quiet to down. To quiet down. Like, I heard a noise. Yeah. And of course, like, how the theme has been throughout the entire anime, and we even got a theme of that in this episode, and yeah. the last scene that we got is, of course, Sasha hearing things first. Yeah, Sasha, she is great at having that hunter's instinct yeah she's got those hunter ears and that is such a valuable Mm -hmm. like asset to have because without her it wouldn't have been like the whole i hear these footsteps oh i hear this i hear this like everyone quiet down i hear this be prepared it would they would have been caught by surprise yeah exactly times and uh you know she was a valuable asset to the team but then even john in that moment yeah unfortunately it didn't play out how he wanted to i'm sure it would have played out even worse you know had he not tried to go and quiet things down but Mm -hmm. john was trying to go ahead and take leadership you know he was trying to go and do that Mm um and you know there's there's those qualities as we've seen with john that that he has that leadership skills you know he's really grown into his own and uh that character development has has been uh, has been really really good, especially for a character where we see early on in attack where we just like God, this guy's so annoying. Mm-hmm. You know, he pretty much is he's just hesitating. That, he's just he's... that person who's going to go ahead and argue with with Aaron. Obviously, we you know you, we talk about the kind of like how Attack on Titan gives us this kind of like point of view, right? And it's like okay, the point of view early on is that Aaron is the guy. You know, we want to go ahead and, and root for Aaron. He's gone through. I mean, the first episode, we, we he loses his mother, right? Like his life goes to hell so quickly, and so we want to root for him. And then we're introduced to this character who's constantly button heads with him. Yeah. Like to see where Jean's at now, it's incredible, you know, and it's cool. But we talked about what these characters bring to the table. I want to ask Connie, what the hell do you bring to the table? I know. He's there for support. He's an extra body. He's got some, you know, he's got some 
at least where we are now. He's got some skill in Titan slaying and in fighting combat. <laughs> um, I mean, we talked about it jokingly. Like he's comedic relief for for one posters for bounties. He would have the least like amount of like he would have the would the worst have bounty. The, the, yeah, right. The lowest bounty. Yeah. So it's like we kind of like joke about it because I mean, I mean, we see that unfortunately with with. With Connie, he is the support to you know to Sasha, mm-hmm. right? The Taekwondo duo, which yeah, we like to refer to him as. Um, but I mean, I don't. There's no argument that you can make for Connie being the choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry, Connie. Yeah. That it would have been a very big debate, very big. I love it, Sun God. It was Connie. Sun God saying. Admitted. Facts. Even though my boy Con Con ain't been doing much, he's still a goat in my eyes. I okay. love it. Okay, so I got okay. to see. He's, we got a Connie You're, fan. Yeah, we got a Connie fan here. I also really like Connie. Though. We all love Connie. We, Connie is a sweetheart. Not just we all because wanna... he's voiced by Clifford Chapin. Yeah. But... but he's a character we're all rooting for, too, because, I mean, like, Connie is that underdog story, of right? Course. That's the yeah. reason why he joined this damn freaking, you know, cadet class, because nobody thought he was going to amount to anything. Yeah. And... He decided, I'm going to go ahead and, and and become a soldier. I'm going to, you know, he's wavering about the whole scout thing, right? But mm-hmm. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And he has. Yeah, he's been I mean, doing Connie, really he's well. there. He's, he's, he's alive. He's so much. He's been, he, he has his moments. So with Connie, what he really like, brings okay. to the table, I mean, again, he just brings somebody that you can trust. Because with Connie, when, when shit hits the fan, like, you're going to want, somebody like connie around you because one i feel like connie has been so good at like being able to avoid situations before before they get worse Mm -hmm. right yeah and because he'll he'll be the first to say be like all right guys it's getting real heated in here like he'll say what's on everyone's mind also i feel like there are times where he really puts his life at risk to go ahead and save his comrades you know yeah and yeah he was wavering with that terrible kind of decision of having to to bring his mom back you yeah. know, but that's like, but that's who wouldn't do that? Who wouldn't do yeah, that? You know, that's a whole like personal. Everyone in we my see, village, we is, see Connie's brain and works with trying to manipulate Falco. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, uh, what she didn't do too good at. But <laughs> yeah, Connie's also super loyal. He's also too dumb to scheme against you. So he's yeah, got, he's yeah, got yeah. your back. But Connie is a sweetheart. We love Connie. Of course. Um, Justice for Connie. Yeah. Kyron also brought up a great point with Mikasa is that for her, like, she's not going to go ahead and be trustworthy in that leadership role because she's too freaking hot-headed with her emotions. Exactly, you know? yeah. She would just... Yeah, anything that she could... She would make any plan that she could to get... to get near Aaron, to get Aaron back. Yeah. Even if it wasn't the most logical. And that's where Armin would have to step in. Obviously, about- obviously, everyone else would be like, dude, yeah, come on. We, we will die if we just go head first and try to convince him. Think about how many situations, like, she would have put the scouts in. Mm-hmm. Like, how many absolute, like, Just terrible think about how situations. many times Aaron's gotten, like, kidnapped. Yeah, like, we would have lost so many important characters yes. <laughs> already if, if freaking Mikasa was, you know, in charge. Yeah. Levi would have gotten more than just, mm. he would have more than just hurt his ankle with the female Titan. It would have been more than that whole... Uh, trying to get him back from uh, Rhina and Berthold and trying to now get him back from uh, the government. The government. <laughs> from Rod Rice. Yeah. I like how to the government, they're like, the scouts are trying to keep Aaron to themselves. Yeah. 
Like, no, no, no. You guys didn't even want him to begin with. Like, I know. Literally, you guys you wanted mean? to go ahead and keep him in this freaking locked up in this dungeon. You wanted to dissect him and, and you know, and kill him and That's all that. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, you guys like, bro, didn't even care about Now, all Aaron. of a sudden... You guys you saw guys him are, as a burden. You guys are so selfish. You guys are keeping Aaron to yourself, probably using him as this weapon. And it's now like, bro, guaranteed you guys were going to do the you same. You didn't even want him. Yeah. And if you did, it was, uh, like you said, for your, for your own personal gain. Yeah. But... Back to Connie here. Eddie brings up a great point too about Connie and the development that he's he's gone through is that Eddie mentions Connie's scene at the port versus the Jaegeris. Mm -hmm. And that is another great scene too because he had to do something that was going to be so difficult for him morally yeah. as we talked about it as this loyal character. Mm -hmm. Like he literally has to like deal with people who he hasn't seen in a while mm -hmm. but because he has the, that you bond and that experience with we know that that's how loyal of a character Connie is mm -hmm. you know he's gonna give you every excuse every reason to prove to him what he wants and that look like he obviously wants to not have to kill people, yeah. you know, especially people that he yeah. feels like he can trust. So he's yeah. trying to give you every excuse, every reason for him to go ahead and believe you, mm -hmm. right? Change, please. But he's such a loyal like, sweetheart. Change my mind as to why, like, you know, I don't want to do this, right? But I, I will. I, I'll, if I have to, I will. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing, right? But yeah. we know that Connie did what he had to do. And freaking my guy Armin was, he was getting shot up, you know? Yeah. He was I getting mean, beat up. Thankfully, he, he had... He had a Titan uh, abilities at that point, but yeah. dude, my guy Armin would have died. No, he would have been more than dead. <laughs> I mean, he would have already been dead had he not yeah. brought, brought back. He would have been, yeah, burnt toast. Yeah, true. He um, would have been dead. But yeah, I mean, Connie. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> I love Connie. You know, as I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, I do love Connie. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, his loyalty doesn't really get a whole lot of recognition. Yeah. Connie, Connie's kind of just rotisserie. there for yeah, rotisserie Armin. Um, Connie yeah. is really utilized throughout the story as some kind of comedic relief. But yeah, when you really dig in to to Connie's skill set yeah. and what he's done for the story, he's he's this really loyal, really sweet guy. Yeah, you know how much I love loyal characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm a loyal person, and so whenever I go ahead and watch an anime, and I'm like, I'm being introduced to a character, and as the story develops, and we, I, I see that person is loyal. Mm -hmm. More often than not, that person is going to be like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, you know exactly. So, and that's why even with uh, with Armin, like, so early on, you go ahead and you see Armin, mm -hmm. and how caring of a person he is, mm -hmm. how loyal he is. He's got that right? selfless, how sweet loyalty. he is. We see early on, like, he is this underdog story, you know, and all that. And, and, you know, we see, too, like, as we mentioned, the lack of confidence that he has for himself. You know, as we see him start becoming, you know, more and more important to the story. You know, you can't help but just root for him, you know. And uh, that's why I love Armin so much. And now thinking about it, too, that's why I love Connie so much. Because Connie very much, we don't see as much of it because we don't mm -hmm. go too much into his yeah, backstory. Yeah, it's not we as don't learn about as his upbringing, his childhood. But it's very clear that Connie was kind of like the... The idiot in the town, you know, mm -hmm. like nobody took him serious. Nobody thought again. And he's was he wasn't going to go ahead and be the village fool. of importance and everything and stuff like that. You know, he wasn't going to amount to anything. But here he is now. Guess what? Everybody else in Ragako, you guys are all dead. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? You guys are all stupid, stinky titans now. Dead. Who's the dumb one now? Yeah, not me. Because guess what? I'm alive. Yeah. Wait. 
I'm the only one alive yeah. in my town. <laughs> like, wait and Connie's that type where he's like, he's going to realize, oh, oh shoot. I'm, I'm the only one the alive. Only one. Yeah. I'm all that's left in and Rogue, he's, he's that sweet of a person. You know, he's going to mm -hmm. be like, damn it. You know? Make the realization. He's just a little slow. And then Sasha's going to be like, it's okay. It's okay. He's like the but. dumb version of Armin. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, definitely. But... Eddie's got some good points as far as why Jean should have been the choice. Mm -hmm. You know, you might be convincing me. Obviously, Hanji didn't trust Jean enough. <laughs> Maybe she just didn't know him enough. She didn't hang out with him enough. Yeah, I know. She, she was. was. Oh, Sasha. I know. Kyron, though, that scene, though, of seeing what happens afterwards. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that brought like so much emotions to me that I just loved and all that. You know, I was so close to crying. Mm -hmm. but seeing that they're there and they're watching and they're rooting for them and they're oh my gosh it was so beautiful are you talking about uh Hon well i'm talking about yeah what what we find out happens oh yeah yeah <sighs> okay okay i don't want to get too much because i know we give yeah. we gave two weeks in this yeah. night you know but oh kyra yeah. says even sadder in the anime oh no, yeah we really we really we really cried to that. Yeah. <laughs> that was really, yeah. The fact that they made it, it even was so, sadder for us. It was so bittersweet. Like the fact that like, because normally you would think like with the manga, there's more information, more details. It makes it more sad and all that, right? But the fact that the anime made it even more sadder is just like, yeah, oh my gosh. Sadder, yeah. Oh. Really great job. Good job, guys. Oh, it was great beautiful. Job. It was great so job. beautiful. Thanks it made me want to see more of that. Yeah. I wanted okay. more of that. You know? Because it's almost like a... Because we don't really get a whole lot of closure yeah. in Attack on Titan. It's kind of just like, oh, that happened. Yeah. But there's also other other things going on, and we got to focus on that, I guess, because yeah. we didn't want to... We don't want more deaths How to happen. How great was it? Like, the first so person to go was, ahead and reach out their hand mm -hmm. is the person the we're talking about right now. The first voice that we hear. Literally, well, I mean, obviously, the, the first voice we hear is going to be amazing listening to it when it ends up getting dubbed, right? But I'm talking yeah. about the first person that reaches out to pick oh, her up. Oh, yeah. And, and that is the person that's right so, here is their, their, her right-hand person. It's so fitting. It is It's so, so great. Fitting. It's so beautiful. But then, Kyron, did you do what me and Lexi did? Did you go ahead and pause that scene to see if you could recognize the yeah. other people? We literally paused like all the like angles that we could and just like yeah, there tried is, to Eddie. name yep. them all. Trying to give. like remember them all, naming them all. We're like, yeah, where's this? And then we're like looking for all the others. We're like, where, where's Ian? Where's, 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 where? And yeah. then Lexi goes, uh-oh, there's only one person wearing the upgraded yeah, kind of the new scout the, uniform. the more modern scout gear. And we know who that was. Who that is. And obviously they're, I'm guessing that they're hiding her yeah, we're the, we're waiting for that. Yeah, until but that was such nice. Clo we don't really get a whole like I said earlier. We don't really get a whole lot of closure in a time. Yeah, we don't get so like, that was nice. We don't get those nice things. Even you know? though we cried and it made us really sad, but it was yeah. nice. Yeah, Kyron said the quality wasn't good enough for me. Well, I we, agree. Trust yeah. me. We would have to like I think wait maybe, for it to load in. I think maybe even too like in terms of like the quality of how it was even drawn. I think the purpose of it was on purpose mm -hmm. to not be able to recognize. Yeah, all, not a whole lot. Of it details. was enough for us to be able to recognize some people and even then yeah. we just Thankfully, off of the, the hair is able to really you were able yeah. to really tell who they are and obviously like who's around but even them. who yeah exactly who they were around too yeah. you know you kind of it was like oh that's Odo's hair saw and then OG, we see we saw OG Levi squad yeah you know it's like oh cool there's Odo's hair and then it's like 
Oh yeah, and then there's a girl next to it that's, see, that's gotta be Petra. Yeah, I see and then Petra. There's, there's, oh, there's Kyoto. There's, there's Eld. Yeah, and it was great to go ahead and see that, you know. And we see people that you know we we lost early on in season one, you know, like people were maybe they didn't get the recognition they they probably you know deserve because yeah. you know they've been doing this stuff for for so long, yeah. you know, having to deal with. But all the that. way that we still recognize them though just shows like how impactful these deaths are in Attack on Titan. Yeah. Like, yes, there are a lot of deaths. Yeah. But they're all so impactful that you remember them. Like, even something as small as, like, we see the couple, the girl that tried to give her the, yeah, her, her boyfriend that, that was Resuscitate his torso? Yeah, it's literally <laughs> just his torso, and she's trying to give Armin's him CPR. Like, um, like, that's I think he's dead. not going to work. Yeah. I don't know if you know what the problem is oh, here. like, Armin, help me, Stan, just help yeah. me! Like, that's... I can save him! Breathing is not the problem that he's going through right now. Yeah. You're actually uh, pumping more of his blood out of him. Yeah, <laughs> You're actually killing him. Damn, Eddie's... Yeah, like, you, man. Eddie like I know who they are. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, even so yeah, much that we recognize them and everything, and yeah, that was an amazing scene. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, like you said, we don't really get a whole lot of nice things in AOT. I'm excited to analyze that episode in three years. <laughs> Whenever we eventually get to it. Yeah. Um, golly, man, there's so many freaking cool moments there. Yep, same. You know, Irvin and Mike was there. Mike, of course. My guy, Mike. Yeah, we saw a good amount. You know, some people brought their horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nanaba was there. Mm -hmm, yeah. That's why I was even looking. I was like, where's my guy Gelger at? Yeah. And I think Gelger was somewhere, you know, he was in that mix. But, you know, he's kind of, again, very poorly drawn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we were like, I think that's his hair. I don't think I saw Marco. No, we did not see Marco. We were trying That's to look, like, and I was like, okay. I don't he's got to have Marco. his another... Spoiler, Marco's actually a Titan user, and yeah, he's going to yeah, be revealed at the very end. That's Remember that theory we threw out there? Yeah, that was one of the theories where it's Marco like, oh, Marco's actually the one behind that... everything. He's the mass manipulator. He was, you know... Yeah. He you would think like that he he's dead. this really sweet guy that everyone loves, <laughs> but actually... That was like the twist where, like... Who would be, what would be the craziest twist if yeah. you saw a character turned, you know, evil, whatever. Yeah. It was like, oh, Marco. Yeah. He's actually the user. That one. And then we also speculated on if like Krista was, was revealed to be the female Titan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what? This sweet little innocent girl is the one yeah. freaking killing all these people so brutally. It's really fun to look back and see like the theories that people had just based off of like. And theories that turn out to be correct. Like Kyron's theory about freaking the female Titan. Yeah, the female Titan. Yeah, Eddie and Kyron coming together. Yeah. And being true. And then the other theories. I mean, you know, there's some theories that are a little out there. Like the whole. I mean, again, I think we all thought this when we were like. What? When we saw about. Zeke. And then we see the background on Irvin's dad. We're like. Oh, yeah, yeah, Glasses yeah. and blonde beard. Glasses and blonde Like beard. how is he. But it's really because there's a I mentioned them before. There's it's a YouTube channel that I'm watching where they're um, there's these two guys. So it's a group of five friends. Three of them have seen Attack on Titan and two of them haven't. Uh, okay. And they're like anime haters. Um, so it's like, oh, no, like you can't hate anime. Like, you got to watch Attack on Titan. Yeah. It's the best anime. Like you have to start watching it. And they're getting so invested in it. And they're like, oh, I think I would. They probably I think have I, so I, many questions. Yeah, uh, I think I judge anime too too quickly. Like, what is this? Like, it's not what I thought. Like the stereotypical like anime is. Yeah. And um, like as they're watching, it's really cool. Like they have this whiteboard that they write down their theories in. Really? Yeah. They're like, I think that Grisha is the armored. Or they're like, I think that like seeing their that's, theories that's, is so interesting. That's an out there theory. Yeah. Well, because they were like. They were like, I want to know where Grisha is. Where's yeah. Grisha throughout all this? He's, his son is a Titan. 
Yeah. Like, oh, yes. Well. How do you think he became a Titan? How do you think he became? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny watching that being like, dang. I was once in your shoes. I know. Now I know. Now though? I know too much. I know. Now we're like Aaron. We're just like, oh my god. I know. All the freaking memories. I know. Now I have all this information Everything. in my brain. Uh, and it can't. It. It. My brain is. Get it out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> and I. I just can't hold that much information. It's so. I mean, my C. My recent CT scan let me know that I actually have a lot of brain in there. Just don't know what's wrong with it yet. I haven't gotten the results yet. But I have a lot of brain in there. I'm just not using it. Yeah. <laughs> What if he's like, actually, it's full of Attack on God, Titan lore. this AOT? <laughs> I know. I see. Imagine if they like, actually look at like what like, like, content like the, is in your head. Yeah, it's like the pie chart separations of like, okay, it's yeah. 30% Attack on Titan, 40% like volleyball. Hmm. I see where your loyalty stands there. Huh? 40% volleyball, huh? Interesting. It's kind of dwindling down because I can't play right Interesting. now. So it's you at, guys it, all heard it here. It's at like she obviously cares right more now. about volleyball than she does AOT. I mean something wow. I, something I do five to six times a week. Something I do maybe so something that's twice awesome a here week. that we do with all our friends here, you know, and all that. I mean, yeah, I I get it. What if yeah, I? Yeah, you know what? It's, <laughs> You're turning them against me. It, it, you know, obviously it doesn't mean much to you. Thirty <laughs> percent. Wow. I can't have wow. like ten percent survival, like breathing and. Eating and sleeping. No. Yours is like 100% Attack on Titan. Mine literally is like, I'd probably say honestly. <sighs> like, yeah, it's 50% Attack on Titan. I would say 30 probably, I'm looking at 50%. Piece. 50%. Yeah. 30, no, not 31 piece, no. Okay. Yeah, you need to leave, Lex. You need to leave. You need to leave. Yeah, let's put Kyra. Yeah, Kyra's trying to move up there in the corporate ladder. Yeah, yeah, Kyra's trying to climb the ranks here. Like, now that I'm a part of the creative team, let's put me up there. Yeah, definitely. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, you know what? Let's have, maybe Lexi shouldn't have been the commander. Now now the the whole Jean Armin comparison that we're doing, now it's with. But it is. Now it's Kyron and me. Uh, Well, glad to hear everything's all good. Up there. Oh, uh, we don't know yet, <laughs> but hopefully. <laughs> I'm guessing that if they saw something, like, really out there, they would have said something immediately. Really out there, they'd be like, like <laughs> Yeah, wait, like, wait. you don't have... Like, what did you see? Oh, no, nothing. Yeah. We, we have to run more tests. Yeah. Actually, it's just a nothing. little blurry. I just got to... Yeah. Can I see? No, no, You, you left no. one of your piercings in. It's just in the way. Yeah. thought you had a bullet in your brain, but it's just your eyebrow piercing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had to take out all my piercings. It was a. It actually took longer than the actual scan itself. Yeah. But you know, it was fine. Also helps if you're not claustrophobic, right? Um, I had my eyes closed the whole time. Because mm. I thought that it was going to be a long time, like an MRI. An MRI took like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but the CT scan took like a minute, like 30 seconds in there. I thought that it was still warming up. Then he was like, "Right, you're done." I was like, "I just got comfortable." Imagine being like Venom and just like. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just start. Holy crap! You find out you have a symbiote. Yeah, that's what's wrong with you. You actually have have an alien. Yeah, you have an alien living inside you, and he keeps craving. What is that? Funyuns? (laughs) In and out? That's what that is. Be like, (laughs) explain the voices. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. The voices in my head. Yeah. Yeah. That I could use to voice act. Funyuns and in and out. That's that's yeah, solid. He, he doesn't want brains and yeah. He just wants funyuns, in and out, chocolate. Three by three. Cereal. <laughs> Cocoa Krispies. Four by four. Yeah. Fry light. 
Gimme, gimme. Yeah, that's what it is. We all, we all got a little, a little. We all got a little parasite in us. <laughs> we all got a little venom. That's the um, quote of the day. We've all got a little parasite in us, don't we? We all got a little something wrong with this. Everyone's weird. Everyone's a nerd in their own way. But damn those people of Walcina. Too fancy for their own good. See them all having their, you know, top hats and they're all fancy clothing and everything and stuff. Yeah, and so did um, Pixis. Yeah, he yeah. had a pretty commendable top hat. Well, he has to look the part because I'm sure that, remember early on when he was uh, playing chess with... With, uh, was it Lord Vald? Vald, yeah. Yeah, Lord Vald. Lord Vald. The fatty. <laughs> just fistfuls of cookies. Yeah. I win again! Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you win again, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way that Fixus, the scout... You are so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I like the way that the scout totally was just like, well, you, you don't want to keep playing chess with me like with all due respect it'd be pretty boring because he keeps letting you win yeah like what uh like, anyways let's go the way that Pixis didn't even deny he was just like all right get the carriage ready let's go yeah guess i gotta do my job let's go do it and that was the last we saw of lord vald yeah he uh, ate and that drank that himself to death probably he probably did uh we miss you lord vald <laughs> said nobody no we don't <laughs> Um. So hold on, let me ask you: If you are the captain, right? Are you like not eligible to become the commander? I guess not. Or do we see like I mean, Levi's on his last legs? Unless we don't you know you to give become him. commander and then you need someone else to be captain, oh. like it probably ends up being like a whole. Because like, was he not? Thing. Was he not a choice? He probably Where, wasn't like, because he was just. I'm just like Captain Levi. But also, Hanji she took, was she Hanji took, was section commander. That who, she who took her job. Um, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> who took the section? Unless she just had both. Yeah. Like, like I am just commander. Part of it too is I think that Hanji enjoyed throwing in, throwing in that last little jab, of being like, "Yeah, the captain there, mm -hmm. he's under you now." Yeah, he's under you. Make sure he behaves. And then they just literally like send chills down Levi's yeah. spine. He's like, "Oh yeah, no." Damn it. Something else I wanted to add about Levi that I thought was pretty not I thought it was pretty interesting. I saw I saw a pretty funny TikTok about it though. Really? But you can't um, remember it? Was that because you have forty percent of volleyball <laughs> in your mind. Yeah. So but it was um the spoiler for most recent episode. It was when Annie is obviously saying bye to all them because she's like, yeah. I'm done fighting. She's saying goodbye to all them and they're all waving bye to her. Bye, Annie, bye. You have Levi just there giving her major side eye because you know he didn't forget what she did to his squad. Oh, how could you, he? You know he did not forget the way that she just completely... How do you think they felt? Demolished them. Watching from the other world. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And yeah, like, so oh, it, so the way that girl? yeah, Kyra knows exactly yeah, what I seen that. Yeah, yeah they know exactly that, which course. one I'm talking about. I actually think maybe Marco sent it to me, uh, but yeah, it's the whole like he was giving her major side eye because it's like yeah, everyone's like okay, bye Annie, like whatever, and he's just like like I yeah. didn't I didn't forget, I did not forget what you did. I am a hopeless romantic, and so I love side eye. <laughs> I loved that moment when. You know, she's like that conversation with with Armin, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, Armin blushes because Annie's kind of like, you know, yeah, very much insinuating. Yeah, like, 
But then all of a sudden, Armin starts also insinuating, and then you yeah. see Annie start blushing. Yeah, he comes sitting, just starts sitting next to her, and then and, yeah. it's funny because then Mikasa picks up on it. Yeah. Well, when did this happen? Yeah. When did what happen? All right. Well, keep your secrets. It all happened when I uh, when I ate when I ate Berthold. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I got these memories, and I started, you know, kind of crushing over on Annie. And so I decided to go ahead and tell her every single thing, every single day, over and over and over again, thinking that she wasn't listening. And then all of a sudden, I find out she's listening, and now she knows my feelings. And oh, oh my gosh, yeah, Mikasa, what do I do? I like that Mikasa tried to like have a little girl talk with Annie about it. And she was like, "I know that we're kind of fighting." Yeah, yeah. end of the world, Riz. That's what it was. He was totally <laughs> risen her up, and um, of course, Mikasa was trying to be like. When did this happen? Like trying yeah. to have some girl talk with Annie and during the end of the world. And she was like, when did what happen? <laughs> like, all right, keep your secrets. And then Annie with that little jab back, like, oh, where's your scarf? You lose it? Like, no, I still have it. Yeah. Just choosing not to wear it. I love that girl talk. <laughs> the end of the world, Riz, and then the end of the world <laughs> girl talk. But Yeah. You know what else? This is completely off topic here, but one thing awesome. I, I found out, though, about um, Attack on Titan is that for the first three seasons, the director is also the same director of Death Note. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. That's why it's so good. I know. So, yeah, I didn't realize that either until... Uh, how did I so find out? So the first out? two seasons? Three. First three seasons? Of Attack, Dang. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the same, same director. And it's around the same timeline i think Is it? i mean i mean i think that, uh death note came out before yeah before attack on titan but dang okay interesting interesting i think we're all right two hours and 15 minutes in um see if there's anything else we need to go and talk about i think we covered it all um yeah, yeah. no more final thoughts here um we can hear the Oscars. The they're playing us out with the music. Yeah, so we gotta get out of here, on. guys. Yeah. <laughs> your speech was too long. Yeah, speech is way get too long. Get out of here. They've been playing music for about an hour now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're still up here talking. Ah, I dropped again, it again. You just can't avoid it. Anyways. But yeah, I think we're good to go, right, Lex? Yes. We have a finale of The Last of Us to watch. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, I have some that. some real quick homework to finish. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. All right. But I'm basically done with it. Eddie hasn't seen Death Note? The AOT description it says that. It, oh, okay. So, it's, uh, it, gotcha. Oh, it does say it in the AOT description. I clearly didn't read it. So, <laughs> Eddie is, has given us so many awesome little facts and awesome little side notes and stuff like that, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think Eddie would really like Death Note because just talking oh, about that kind gosh, of like, yeah. that the anime the is like. Critical analyzing using. Oh, Kyron, you too? Everything. Yeah, what Death the heck? Note is so good. That's my favorite anime, guys. You need to watch it. Yeah, it's so good. Um, also, too, you mentioned about how you like that YouTube channel you watch, whatever, right? Where uh, people are watching Attack on Titan. Yeah, Attack on right? Titan for the first and time. And then we have people who hate anime. Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of reminded me of of like these heavy metal like fans of the music, right? Mm -hmm. They don't watch anime. They don't know what anime is, and it's not. And <laughs> Kyron, stop! Don't throw it in my face. Um, so they don't watch anime. They, they're, I don't, I want to say they have the same mindset where it's like, oh, you know what? Like anime is so dumb, whatever. Cause I don't know, but yeah, they reacted to the rumbling. Okay. Right. And they heard it and 
instantly they're like okay you could tell they're into it right just immediately intrigued. there was no kind of a grace period where it's like oh let's give it a shot no instantly yeah, it was like it was just like oh, all right i'm i'm interested this is right pretty good and so they go ahead and they're like listening to it they're watching the music video and everything and, and then i remember the reactions they were like hey i think we need to start watching anime yeah if anime is like this we need to start watching yeah. it you know well the thing i think it's really funny that people who like haven't experienced certain things for the first time they yeah. a lot of people use attack on titan for that first experience, whether it's anime or, you know, the whole openings, everything, usually it's, yeah. it's to lead people into anime because they started off with the best one. Yeah. But it's also kind of a curse because you're starting it with is. the best one and then it's just like Anything else after downhill, that, you unless you watch Death Note. But it's kind of, well, I mean, there's the different strokes you for got, different folks. The one you got me to go ahead and start watching, right, mm -hmm. was Attack, was was uh, My Hero. My Hero, yeah. Yeah, and then we went to Attack, right, mm -hmm. and then we went to Death Note, mm -hmm. right, and then we did Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah. Because uh, that was the one we're kind of like, oh, well, yeah, we're like, what, what else can we watch? Else? And you're like, I think you might like Tokyo Ghoul, and we watched yeah, Tokyo like Ghoul that one's also. It's that. just because it's like a good classic yeah. anime that just like, it's just like one of those like golden fine wine ones. Yeah, definitely. And then you said that we're gonna do One Piece next. Nope. Right, you, you want to give One Piece a shot? <laughs> I don't think I said that. <laughs> I did say that you should watch Chainsaw Man though. I know, I know. It's, that one's it's really on. Good. So, you know, I'm throwing stones here, guys. I'm sorry. I want to apologize to you, Eddie and Kyron. Yeah. I know you guys have that on your watch list, just like how I have all these on my watch list. Yeah, we. All okay. <laughs> I have anime on my watch list. We all have anime on our. On our oh my gosh, my watch. anime watch list is huge. Yeah. It's gigantic. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go into that little little side note in there about people not watching anime and being introduced to certain things and not wanting to watch anime so who knows if those heavy metal fans watch anime because of that yeah. but but yeah i also saw that they reacted to uh the second theme to death, death note. note i was gonna say like, that they should watch death note they're like okay definitely like, same thing they were interested mm -hmm. um but yeah very very cool death note love it <laughs> love it here we go guys so I think we're finally going to get to a close here. Mm -hmm. Finally. After right. we thank you guys for another hour, yeah. we're going to finally sign off. We want to go ahead and shout out again to you, Kyron, for uh, for being our creative manager on TikTok. Yes. Thank you, Kyron. So thank let's you. give another thank round you. of applause for Kyron. Hey. Excited to see what you come up with. Um, well, yeah, guys, wraps up another episode of Attack Talk podcast. This is season three, right? Remember, guys, new episodes are streamed live on Twitch. Make sure to follow us at Attack to Talk Podcast on Instagram for all of your updates. New episodes are published every Friday on our many platforms. And um, make sure to check out the link tree, as Lexi mentioned earlier in this in this episode. Check out that link tree so that you guys can go ahead and find all of those many platforms that we are available on. That link tree is available on our Instagram profile page. And that, again, is at Attack to Talk Podcast. Make sure you guys go and follow along. As I mentioned with Kyron, uh, taking that responsibility, that's such heavy responsibility of, it was so heavy that we just couldn't do it for two years. Yeah, we couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I just happened to not be able to do it for Collecting two years. dust. Uh, Kyron came Oopsie. to save the day. Uh, make sure you guys go follow at, where again, Lex, Attack to Talk Podcast on TikTok, right? Yes, it is Attack, Attack to Talk, to Talk Podcast, Podcast on, uh, on TikTok. That also is available on the link tree. Um, we also want to give a huge shout out to our editor, Nate Plays Bad. Go support. Check out his Twitch channel, guys. That is at Nate Plays Bad. Uh, that is available in our episode descriptions. Check that out, guys. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done, Nate. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Huge thank shout you. out to you. We really appreciate it. You're amazing. Yes. You're so good to us. Oh, so good. I mean, literally, there's no, no reason to go ahead and be yeah. this good to us. But we are so, so grateful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. Thank you for um, all that you do. 
Time for some merch, guys. In our link tree, we have a link to Collector Sesh. We found out now that is an updated name. Mm-hmm. Collector Sesh. You guys can find them over on Instagram at collector underscore sesh. Um, you go to that, guys. Go to our link tree as well, right? Uh, yeah, There's it's in our link, link tree as well. A link for you guys to use. It'll take it's you to their updated. online store. It has been updated. Uh, you guys can go and browse through the different anime uh, items that they have available available on their store. Go ahead and search, guys, and see what they got. They have some cool stuff, and if anything you like, go ahead and buy it, guys. Life is just too freaking short. Just get what you want, you know? That's how it is. I have anime stuff all in here from from then, Anime Crunch, now Collector Session. Uh, you can't take money no to your regrets. coffee, man. Spend it now, we got it. Exactly. <laughs> right? Uh, but anyways, guys, all joking aside, they have that. we have the link in that link tree, guys, for you guys to go ahead and browse um, for a Collector Sesh. They also have another um, Instagram account, which is Geeky Statues. Check that out as well to see all the different figurines that they have available. Yeah, all the different assorted merch that they have. Um, another link that we have available in the link tree is a link to the Fandomian online store. Uh, Fandomian is special because we actually have a discount for you guys to use, and that is a promo code. And that promo code is Lex, L-E-X. Yeah, click that link, guys. It'll take you to their online store where you guys can go ahead and use that promo code, L-E-X. They have so much stuff, so much anime. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Merch, and there's much more. I mean, they have anime and more. It's a lot. It can be sometimes overwhelming. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's so much stuff I want to get. And you're like, oh, dang, I have so much in my wish list. I have yeah. 20 things in my in my shopping cart. Definitely. And if only I had and, a uh, discount to make this cheaper. Hey, but guess what? Lexi you does. You do. Lexi has that discount, and that is her name, L-E-X. It is 10% discount off of your uh, purchase order. So that helps out, guys. Helps Lexi out as well. Yes, please. <laughs> so click that link, guys, and uh, do your shopping. <laughs> yes, please. Any updates or, you know, on Fandomian? If you want to shop for someone else. Uh, I haven't gotten anything as of late other than just what I updated you guys last week, that they have some new... Um, they've been doing a lot more alternative merch. It's probably yeah. because I have more alternative audiences on TikTok, but yeah, more alternative merch. And, um, um, I mean, that's why they're letting me know that they have alternative merch, not they're making it because of me. I meant they're letting me know because of my audience. Mm. Um, and you know, ov- obviously letting me know some of the more, uh, more, uh, I almost said attack on Titan, more anime stuff, it's including thing, attack on right? Titan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So now we got to talk about some creative people. I mean, very talented. There's a lot of creative, creative, talented people around us. You know, we have a few, and we're I mean, we, should, we have people joining us here that are very, very mm-hmm. creative, right? And you would have no idea, <laughs> no idea whatsoever. But as I mentioned too with Kyron, I mean, Kyron's going to go ahead and take the creative manager abilities and and create some some TikToks. So mm-hmm. I want to give again shout out to to Kyron. But we also have Kyron. Eddie as well, who is a very very creative mind. We know that his aspirations, right, to go ahead and create content to be a filmmaker. He creates content on YouTube, and you can find him on YouTube with his name Eddie Hinston. Mm-hmm. Um, he also creates art, which is available on Instagram at. The username Art Dewan. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and check him out, guys. Um, we also have, uh, you know, a link for you guys to go ahead and use in the link tree, which is uh, Caesar, who is super talented. I know that yeah. we had posted something recently, right? One of his, we pretty much reposted one of his amazing armor titan. Yeah. Really art pieces, cool stuff. and it was like, damn, you know, he's been killing it. He's, like you're he's just able to just out, draw that. Like he's always been putting out just so many like crazy art pieces mm-hmm. right and he's been putting out i feel like more recently or maybe i've just been noticing it more more attack on titan content yeah. and it's been super cool 
Yeah, it looked amazing. I mean, we obviously talked about the Beast Titan one he did a few weeks ago, and now mm-hmm. we're talking about this Armor Titan one. We're very excited to see what else he comes up with because his art is so yeah. freaking amazing. But go ahead and check it out, guys. His Instagram uh, profile name is um, Art of Caesar, mm-hmm. right? Um, Ooh, okay. Okay. So uh, Eddie is just informing us that he will be joining uh, CZR at this Friday's Art Walk, right? Here yeah. in our lo- our local community. Oh, I guess. Wow. I, like, guess, that's so- I guess Caesar's gonna be at that art walk. I'm guessing. Oh, that's, Caesar! Is that, is that what it is? So he's gonna be joining Caesar at the Friday art walk. That is so That'd freaking be, cool. Yeah, super duper excited. So cool, Eddie. Damn, we got the creative minds coming together. Dang, what a small small world. Well, cool that's so exciting, Eddie. Here in our local community. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that little update. Thanks for letting us know. Let us know man. how it goes uh, next week. Keep us updated. Yeah. We'd love to know. And uh, yeah, damn, that's so freaking cool. I'm excited for you, man. If you go ahead and you see Caesar, make sure you, yeah, uh, make sure you, you say give hi, him a shout hi out. Us. Tell him attack to talk. Uh, you know? Tell him we love him. We support him, man. And he goes and he keep creating all that awesome art. Damn, that is so freaking Dang, that's cool. That's really cool. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for Aww. that, Eddie. Yes, snap yes. a picture. You would love that. And With we'll go ahead and we'll post Caesar. that. We'll post that on our story too, right? Oh, yeah, of course. We'll definitely we'll definitely repost that and everything. Yeah, if you happen to post that, go ahead and tag us in it so that we can repost that. For yes. Sure. We would love to go ahead and spread that that love and that support, just as you guys are. That's so cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, guys. Um, so yeah, you guys go ahead and see um Eddie's art over on Instagram and Art Dewan. You can see uh, Caesar's art over on Instagram at Art of Caesar. That's Art underscore of underscore Caesar underscore. Um, there's also a link for you guys to use that will take you to Caesar's Etsy store. There is a uh, assorted different pieces of art that he has there from all different things. He has some anime stuff. He has some uh, Marvel stuff. He has some also like um, like horror type stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just different content for you guys to go ahead and, and, and see. And if you guys go ahead and see something you like and you buy it, tell them, uh, shout out to you, man. Yeah. You know, make sure that, um, you know, we go ahead and we support Caesar. And, uh, yeah. So, shout out to our friends. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Right? We we appreciate you guys' support, honestly. Uh, yeah. Very, very You know, awesome. it's awesome. Uh, please, guys, keep spreading the word. Um you know, the more friends, the better. And we love yeah. it. Um, also, too, shout out to uh, to Valos on God for joining yes. us again, man. Thank we love you. that you've been a love reoccurring friend here that you joins on us. Here. You know, we appreciate it, man. Um, Thanks for taking time out yeah. of the day to watch us talk, to listen to us talk about Attack on Titan. Yeah, we love it, man. We love, too, is like uh, finding out kind of more information we love to you know hearing that you know you are a connie fan because you know just by that talking about connie too was like i came to find out how much i really love connie yeah, you know? like, like, oh, you know i forgot about how much cool. i love connie so shout out to you valo sun god um shout out to our friends who weren't able to join us who, who or who are joining us here you know and stuff live uh who are just listening mm-hmm. again we appreciate all your guys support we love you guys uh but please guys please please spread the word because the more the merrier um Remember, guys, look out for future uh, Q&As and future poll questions over on our Instagram. Um, your feedback is needed and very much appreciated, guys. Um, we, it's, it's been so awesome to see the responses that we're getting. We're getting more responses over on in, in the Q&As. Um, 
And yeah. Also, Eddie is giving a huge shout out too. And I am so out of the loop here that I have completely forgotten too about Kyron now, who is also doing photography. Yeah. So Ooh. shout out to Kyron yeah, as well. Yeah, he has. And he's been taking some really cool photos too. I've been seeing them on, on the feed on, and they've been pretty cool. Okay. So They're, very, it's on very his cool. Instagram. Oh, awesome. So yeah, Eddie's saying that that Kyron has been taking some amazing pictures. Yes, he um, has. Kyron's saying that he just started in February, but man, congratulations, Kyron. Keep doing your thing, man. Keep growing over in the photography game. Um, it seems like it's a passion of yours. You know, it's something that you're doing. Uh, he says, I do a little something. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't want to toot his own horn. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man. Do keep, a little bit here and there. Keep doing your thing, man. You know, we love to see it. And uh, even with Valo Sunga telling us last week that, you know, he wants to do content. He's creating content over for his YouTube channel. And mm -hmm. I hope that you're still, you know, uh, pushing through with that content and all that, man. Uh, hope everything's going well. Yeah, keep us all updated on that. And uh, it's so freaking cool to go ahead and see all our friends being so creative, man. So keep keep doing your thing. Keep being creative. Um, and keep us all updated on what you guys planning to do, planning on doing, what the future holds for you guys and all that. And uh, we'd love to go ahead and, and continue to support you guys as you guys support us. So, again, guys, it means a lot. Um, but, yeah, guys, go ahead and keep uh, looking forward to the Q&A, as I mentioned, in the poll. Um, shout out to the loyal listeners. Um, yeah, the ones who go ahead and listen to us every week. Yeah. You know, join us. As we mentioned, you know, you guys are we taking time. We just hang time. out every week, you know? But the fact that you guys are taking time out of your guys' day and stuff, it's, it is so freaking cool and special. And it means a lot to us. Um, Eddie's saying that we wish Sean and Zach the best. Yes, of course, we want to go yeah, give a shout out to Zach. Wishing Zach the best. Zach, we miss you. Of course, we he's hope been that you're doing so, well. so busy. Yeah. It seems like when Zach thinks he has a moment to go ahead and breathe and just kind of like, you know, like, all right, things are going to slow yeah. down. They don't. All right, cool. Like, you know, oh, this? now that this is done, now I can relax. Yeah. No, there's something else. There's 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 something else yeah, you got to do. Yeah, it's funny how life works that and way. And that's, now. I was going to say, yeah, that's life. Yeah. And unfortunately, Zach's is just it's very fast busy. Paced, yeah, nonstop. But Zach, you, you know, you always have a home here, man, at the podcast. And of whenever course, you're free, course. all you got to do is go ahead and uh, let us know that you want to be a part of the podcast and join us again. And, you're, you know, when you have that time and your busy schedule. Yeah. And then just come on by. You no, know, you're always welcome. Yep. Uh, so shout out to you, Zach. And also get, you know, shout out to Zach for, you know, as busy as his life is, he goes and he posts the polls over on Instagram too. So, mm -hmm. so uh, Thank shout you out for to that. our poll poster, which is, uh, Zach. You poll poster. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. So again, as I mentioned, all the loyal fans who are loyal friends who go out there and, and literally listen to us, you know, uh, take the time out of your day. It's special. We appreciate you guys. Um, it means a lot to attack the talk and uh we say it all the time but you guys are a part of this podcast man you know um you guys make it special you guys make it an enjoyable experience um and we really really love you guys so shout out to attack the talks levi squad of course of course you know we got the day ones <laughs> And then uh, just to the AOT family, guys, make sure you guys all stay safe out there. You know, love one another, spread that positivity, um, keep striving to go ahead and do your best. You know, um, we talked about with Commander Irvin and this uphill battle that he has going up against the government and whatever it is that we're trying to go ahead and, and persevere and, and try to just 
you know, battle through and battle with each in our daily lives and stuff like that. We understand it's not at the grand scale of trying to overthrow the government, but yeah. we're all trying to go ahead and, and keep pushing, keep striving for our goals and, and just keep fighting the good fight, guys. You know, that's what it is. Just keep doing your thing and, uh, you know, you know that we're all rooting for you guys. Just like I know that you guys are rooting for us and uh, that's special. So you guys know that you have a type of talk in your corner. We guys are your fans, and uh, as I mentioned, guys, continue to update us because we love hearing about you guys' um, different updates in life, guys, and, and and how you guys are growing. Yeah, hearing that you guys are pursuing your guys' passions and yeah. it's just so it's so refreshing and nice to hear. Yeah, because like we said, life so gets really busy and really chaotic, and sometimes you don't have time for passion. And I'm so happy to hear that you guys are making time and really diving in and unapologetically being yourselves yeah great job guys exactly really commendable and you guys want to be like uh, you when i grow up (laughs) and the thing too is that when you guys tell us about these updates and how you guys are just continuing nice save you almost start your phone again (laughs) but uh but it really is like inspirational to us too and you know and it motivates us as well you know and um and it's awesome as lexi mentioned it's 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 so freaking cool Mm -hmm. so we're finally gonna get out get out of here guys uh we've been talking way too long (laughs) I like how you said, like, oh, it's 2.10, we got to get out of here. And it's yeah. been another, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's been, oh, no, it's 2 hours and 30. <laughs> yeah, but as I mentioned, your, guys, your camera's been, like, out of focus. Like, all right, this dude is yeah, not getting like, the like, hit. I'm getting please? tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Tired of focusing. Finally now, guys, I will say that Attack to Talk loves you all. Right? I hope you guys all have a great week. Hope that you, ha- you guys all enjoy your weekend. Right? Um... Yeah, Eddie's saying that it's crazy how much we have all grown here together, mm-hmm. right? And I love it. Eddie says, the ride doesn't stop here. It certainly does not. We have... You know, some of you guys have been doing side quests, you know? Some of you guys <laughs> yeah. have, you know, maybe we got a little bit of filler arc here and there, but, you know, we all got yeah. that character development going on. And there it is. You dropped your phone again. All right. See, that that character hasn't developed. No. <laughs> that might be my thing. Um, but... If they could just write my character a little bit better, a little bit healthier. <laughs> little bit less concussed that'd be nice <laughs> but <laughs> hey that's how it is sometimes right yeah keep p- pushing through <laughs> i was out of my training arc and now i'm in my yeah. i'm in my coming of age arc now <laughs> <laughs> all right but thank you so much kyron good night to you man uh thanks so much for joining us and thank you again for stepping up and b- being a part of the creative team thank you. love it eddie thanks so much man you have a great week too and a great uh and a good night um Yeah, guys, as Eddie mentioned, the ride does not stop here. Uh, There's so much more AOT to talk about, and we will see you guys next week. Same time. Looking forward to it. We love you guys. This is AJ, and I'm signing off, guys. See you guys next week. Bye, guys. Be safe. See you all next week.